2: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Introducing first, speaking out of Akron, Ohio, representing Team Popping the Boys, the headline god, Jeremy Lambert, and his co-host, Speaking out of Atlanta, Georgia, representing more than one royal family, the king of indie viewing, Steven Jensen! And this is the Spotlight
3: on Fightful. Hello, welcome everyone to the Spotlight here on Fightful.com. Thank you to Big Dick MLJ, for the intro, see, we don't have to introduce ourselves now, Jensen. MLJ just yeah. just does it. I don't have the to best. be like, Hey, I'm Jeremy. This is Jensen. Everybody best. knows just based off that.
4: Absolutely. Best in the business, right there, MLJ. Much, Absolutely. much love for recording that for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hi, how you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. Another uh another day. I've been working overtime the last two weeks. Pretty, pretty drained, but I'm looking forward to uh, doing the show this morning with you and then working a full day at the shoot job and then i will uh watch some football tonight and hang out and mm. then just one more day till the weekend so
3: watching football sounds awful that sounds absolutely
4: awful the panthers played at night why would you do that to yourself um well actually i can well we am not sponsored or anything but I, I have some monetary interest in the game
2: oh but I, okay I,
4: I have legal legal monetary interest yeah. and i found some platforms that are completely legal which is awesome um but uh i don't want to shout them out because i know there's like you know there's like oh, I've, I, deals with like bible and stuff right yeah
3: I, i've already said I'm, I'm taking all the free money when ohio betting becomes legal uh in january all these offers of you know get sign up get 500 dollars free to bet i was like yes i will do that i will take this money and bet it all within a week and gamble it all away it sounds fantastic <clears> to me
4: yeah so that's the thing is like in georgia it still wasn't legal here either but there uh-huh. are some websites that are like that are that isn't technically gambling that are like similar to like DraftKings and that kind of stuff that like, you know, it's, it's like educate, it's, it's almost like fantasy sports in a lot of ways, but it's completely legal So, but I don't want to like say any specific names of any companies because you know, we'll start our own <laughs> yeah. gambling website, Jensen, just everybody. Just give us your money. How about that? Just give I'm us not, money. People <laughs> do not take any gambling advice from me at all i'm just saying that right off the top i don't want that burden on me at all if you wind up losing anything because of any advice i give you i i don't want that but i do uh, i do think i mean just personally i think it makes it more fun to watch like football games that i'm not really like personally invested in or like fights that i don't really care about as much and stuff like it it just makes a lot more fun In my bet against
3: bet against the carolina panthers that's my advice to everybody (laughs) bet against them tonight and pretty much of, of all time just bet against them there you go that's my advice i'm not watching this game tonight the avalanche are playing i'm watching mm. an, an actual sports team that's competent play play their sport not the panthers who are not competent at all not competent at all all right let's jump into things lots to talk about as always here guys Leave a super chat question comment statement Read on air leave a thumbs up on the video if you haven't done that Already head over to FIFO.com check out some news stories. Head over to FIFOSelect.com, subscribe, have head over to FIFO Booked. FIFO Overbooked. I should probably get that. FIFO right. booked. Yeah, FIFO booked. FIFO Overbooked dot com for a bunch of new content and stuff. Later on. In this episode, around 11 o'clock, Phil Lindsay will be in the creator spotlight. We recorded our conversation with Phil earlier this week, uh, talking about Graf city talking about his his feature writing in Bleacher Report and, and Complex, talking about people being mad at Phil on Twitter for some reason. I don't understand mm. it because Phil Phil's nice to me. That's all I really care about. Uh, and I bury Chris Mueller from from Bleacher Report and who's right. also been on the show before because I think he's a horrible, horrible person who is way too nice and I, I don't get it. I don't understand all this nicety. So that is coming up later on in the episode, Phil Lindsay in the creator spotlight. We love Phil. He was great. Everyone can wait on that. Check that out before that though, Steven Jensen, let's jump into things and you know what? Let's start with. Do
4: you want to be a professional wrestler or do you want to be a WWE superstar? You know, WWE superstar sounds a whole lot better than me than being a professional wrestler.
3: <laughs> Logan Paul is a mm-hmm. WWE superstar. Steven Jensen. He did not win the championship at crown jewel like he should have like we both thought he should have he should have beat austin theory who just ended up looking like a dork the next night anyway or two nights later uh anyway when he failed to cash in on an open challenge with a hurt seth rollins logan paul did look great in this match though he suffered a torn meniscus torn mcl potentially torn acl Seems like he's already back training. Maybe it's not as bad as he initially thought it was. You know, those early returns, you, you never know. Uh, we got a second opinion and or second exam, and maybe he turned out okay. But Logan Paul did not win, but he did have a great match against Roman Reigns. And I think it's fair to say Logan Paul is the wrestler of the year, maybe even
4: the greatest wrestler of all time, right
3: up there with Brian Danielson, the actual greatest wrestler of all time.
4: Man, I you know, I had high hopes for these guys, uh, Logan and Jake in their uh in their various ventures, uh, outside of you know YouTube and social media and stuff. Um, I was saying it from, from day one with uh with Logan. I'm just you know, y'all can go back and listen to all that. I got so much hate when I was talking about like Logan Paul will be good for the WWE, it's gonna work, he's gonna do great. Because I'd also see, I'd seen him succeed in, you know. Like to whatever to, to whatever degree you want to consider con- s- success in boxing, like he, for a YouTuber, he's done fantastic in the world of boxing. His brother is like the benchmark. J- Jake's like the the benchmark, absolute benchmark, and like you know YouTuber and influencer boxer boxing. And Logan, like if jake didn't exist people would be like wow that, that would be logan probably like as far as like people's perception because like logan is very but my point is he's young he's very athletic he can clearly it isn't like we're just watching this guy do frog splashes frog splashes off the top rope like he's doing some of the best frog splashes i've ever seen like like you know what i mean like this is like actually legitimately impressive stuff he's doing um he got hurt it's gonna happen especially i mean because he's going all out. It isn't like he's gone out there having like a match and like hardly doing anything. Like, you know, his body isn't really used to that. Um, honestly, if they could just like, even just get him a hand, you know, even a few times a year, like three matches a year or something like that, you know, that, that thing would be huge for him and for the company. And I think Roman deserves a lot of credit too, because that was an incredible match. Like that was a legitimate like pay-per-view main event level title match that we saw. And, um, and not everyone can do that. It isn't something where like you know people see that and they're like, "Look, Logan can do it, so anyone can." Like, no, Logan's Logan's like a he's a spe- he's a special type of of entertainer. And another thing that I just want to bring up really quick that I think is really really important is the pressure aspect of this. And that's why I think that Logan and Jake are, are able to be so successful because they don't fold under this pressure because they're they're used to having millions of eyes on them on social media and in boxing and and all and in their podcasting and all the stuff that they do so like they're used to the the pressure so like not everyone can just like show up in saudi arabia get paid all this money be in the main event of a title match and they're like what second match ever or whatever and like singles match yeah second singles match ever you know what i mean it's like and he not only did not fold under the pressure he exceeded i think everyone's expectations and I think he's. I think it's pretty easy to say. Like, I think Pat McAfee is like really, 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 really damn good at like at professional wrestling. And to me, he was kind of like within the WWE system. He was like the the standard as far as I was concerned for like celebrity wrestlers. But I think I think Logan's like way better than he is. I mean, that, that like Logan is the best celebrity wrestler I've, I've ever seen. So that frog splash. I mean, he
3: did it at SummerSlam, and it looked. It looked very crisp. It looked amazing at SummerSlam. To do it with a phone in your hand and to hit the slow-mo as he was doing it, that, like, people are going to be like, oh, it's not that. I dare, I dare some of these other wrestlers to just try that. Like, the frog splash is tough enough. To do it with the phone in the hand, to hit the slow-mo, this takes on just a lot of coordination and everything to do. I don't want to hear... These people who can't get out of their car without dropping their phone. T- talking about that it's not that impressive to do a frog splash from the top rope to the announce table with the phone in his hand. You you can't walk two feet without dropping your phone, right? This is what I see. Oh, it's not that big of a deal. Like, no, this is a huge, huge deal. Like, that, that was super impressive to me. The buckshot Boy. lariat looked very crisp. Well.
4: Also on the jump beforehand, it was so smart because he's talking, he's yelling like, "Hey, Roman, you've been trying to go viral. I'm going to make you go viral." Like he's like talking to the camera. You he can hear everything yeah. he's saying before that jump. That's a that's an incredible clip.
3: Look, man, the Rock got a camera, and granted, he had a very large camera. He got his camera, and he he was so caught off guard, he got a stunner every time he tried to pick up the damn camera. Logan is doing offensive moves when he's doing it. You can see the Rock doing rock bottoms with the camera in his hand. He was getting he was getting beat up when he had the camera in his
4: hand. Now, he's a brutality. Their, brutali- their cameras were like this, though. They were like yeah, boom boxes, are, the gigantic cameras, yeah. Would
3: but- you imagine The Rock nowadays, if he could have like the, the camera phone and stuff, the shit he'd be talking as he oh, yeah. held that thing up? He'd hit people with the camera. He probably could do a rock bottom with the camera in his hand. Rock just needs to come back just for that spot. I love, um, that. I love uh, that. Brutality, which is a great name. hate that he's naturally good at this a lot of people seem to hate that he's naturally good at this and i get it if you don't like logan paul as a person because of past stuff i understand i was not the biggest logan paul Mm -hmm. fan uh because of that stuff i will say having listened to a ton of interviews from him having listened to his podcast it seems like there's a lot of remorse and a lot of change in him and people deserve that chance of hey give him a chance to change i if you don't want to give him that chance or if you still feel how you feel that's that's completely fine with me i'm not gonna hold that against you at all but yeah i don't think that i i don't think you can say that he's like bad at this or that he he is not excelled in in the world of wrestling because he's had three matches they've all been really good and it's not like he's been carried on any of these matches he's been in the ring with good people ray mysterio great all-time legend I mean, he had to, he was better Dominic Mysterio already. Match one, yeah. um, the Miz very good at the WWE style, very easy to work with. Rarely do you have just like, oh, that Miz match sucked. It's usually like that was a, a fine Miz match. And then Roman, another all time guy, and you know had a great match there. Uh Town Spurs says attack stuff in Puerto Rico's nasty, so that's true as well. I mean, again, if you don't like him, I get it. He's going to continue to say stupid shit. I'm, I'm sure I don't, I'm not a fan of a lot of his opinions and everything, uh, but there does seem to be in some instances, some remorse and some, it is happening right now. That is, that is true. There, the, the, forest stuff, there seems to be remorse and change from that. Uh, the tax stuff. I am not going to act like I've dove deep into his comments or know exactly everything about that so I'm not gonna go too too far into my thoughts on that because I'm very uneducated in that and I'm not gonna pretend otherwise so but if if you you are more educated and you do understand that better and it is bad then hey it's bad and then all right fine fuck Logan Paul
4: so I don't know as much about I know he he lives in Puerto Rico right like I think he moved there to like avoid like the taxes of having to live in like Cali, like well, like a lot of people did but I don't know what the, the, the tax situation in Puerto Rico is. I, I really don't know anything about that I've, I've like seen some stuff about it but I haven't looked into it to be honest but um some of the other stuff like it wasn't, the the stuff when he was younger it's like it's not like it was good it was actually really bad that the other stuff that you're talking about um but we also have to keep in mind and I'm gonna just to really quickly I wanted to touch on this on today's show like uh you know a lot of this stuff dude think about what you were like when you were like 19 or whatever and then imagine like you have millions of dollars a camera in your face at all times and you're constantly like your entire life is based around getting views on social media and you're just like thinking of like the craziest thing you could do the next craziest thing there was this whole wave of fake youtube pranksters that like it's like so it's like one of these things where like i'm not i'm not i'm not like saying it's okay that other stuff but I like seeing that there has been change, like you said. Where like it's like he is getting older; he's in his twenties now. A lot of time has passed, and you know. So, but at the same time, the reason I really wanted to bring that up, honestly, and you, you can still have whatever opinion you want on Logan Paul. It's it's okay to have differing opinions, but um, I wanted to say rest in peace to Aaron Carter, real quick. Like I, I that was yeah. terrible, you know. And that just reminds me of something like that, where it's like
3: you—you were you the one who like kind of broke the news to me. Cause I saw your tweet before I saw anything. Like I just saw you tweet like RIP Aaron Carter. I was like, wait a second, what? And then I saw the actual news story. So yeah, you, you were the first person who I saw like
4: tweet about that. And I was like,
3: Oh shit. That's yeah, awful.
4: it is man. And it's like, you know, I kind of tongue in cheek, but we all kind of like made fun of him a little bit here and there because some of the stuff he was doing was real wacky and goofy in recent years. Um, but, box Lamar Odom. But but that's the thing I have respect for that man. Like I mean the, the with that size difference, it was insane that he even took that fight. And not only that, in all honesty, he did pretty well. Like they were wearing headgear and big gloves. If they weren't wearing headgear, at one point in that fight at the beginning, Aaron landed a solid maybe like 10 unanswered shots to Lamar's face. And like if Lamar wasn't wearing headgear, that fight actually legitimately like, might have looked different. I'm you know, as crazy as that sounds, like um and even aaron himself said after the fight he was like i took that fight for the money like there was no way I was gonna win that look look at him you know what i mean like how could i fight that guy for real um but uh but it's uh it's just it's just sad because you know i i've i followed his career for a very long time i'm, I'm we're his age you know he's 34 yeah. when he died you know and it's like i uh i you know but this, the reason i bring it up is because similar to Logan in some ways like in a lot of these young child stars and stuff aaron was famous from the time he was like nine years old or whatever like super famous like people don't understand that aren't our age like how big like aaron's party and how i beat Shaq and him on the disney channel with hillary duff and all that like that he was huge and then his brother was even bigger with the backstreet boys so he's like and his family is like one of those like star families where like they probably only love you if you're doing well in the entertainment business. Like that, That whole family seemed like a complete mess. So he's like competing with his own brother for his family's love. And, you know, it, it's just sad because he was in this situation his whole life where the most important thing to him was just was fame, like being famous and being somebody and feeling important. And it's just sad. Like by the end of his life, it just seemed like, you know, I watched an interview with him on, on No Jumper that was from like a week ago, and it was like right before he passed away. And I watched it before he had passed away because I, I actually was following this guy's kind of career and, and rooting for him to get better. I'd watched him on the Steve-O podcast recently. I would watched him on on No Jumper and Impulsive a couple years back. Like, so I was rooting for the guy to turn it around, and, uh, and there's no like official – uh cause yet of his death but he did die in his bathtub and i had a friend at at the same age a couple years ago die in the bathtub of a heart attack you know like from 34 years old heart so it's just like you know it's sad i just wanted to say rest in peace to Aaron carter you know a lot of people made fun of the guy and like i get it some of the stuff was goofy but at the end of the day like I kind of worked myself into a shoot when it came to him, honestly. I started off kind of roasting him because of, like, some of these wacky interviews and the boxing and stuff. And then I was like, you know what? There's a lot more to this guy that's, like, really misunderstood. And it's really hard to, to know where he's coming from when – imagine the things that that kid saw in his, like, pre-teen years to teenage years when there was no social media, all the stuff we've heard about Hollywood. You know what I mean? It's just, like, yeah. I can't imagine the life that that kid lived. And, I, and it's just – i uh i i, I you know, rest in peace to aaron carter I, I i legitimately feel bad that, that this has happened it, it is
3: awful and yeah aaron carter was around i mean was our age and i mean i grew up kind of listening to some of that stuff especially the disney channel stuff and it, it's a sad situation especially his child stars man it's tough it's very tough yeah. um transitioning from that somehow uh sorry i I had to
4: bring it up on the show today because i talk about aaron carter a lot i was one of the few people that was like still talking i was talking about him like last week about like if cm punk were to fight anybody competitively i was like aaron carter is actually a legitimately good fight for him you know what i mean like yeah and i wasn't saying that as a joke so like i anyway i I felt like i needed to say something about aaron today because i i've talked about him a lot in recent years so
3: um logan paul seems like he's injured might be out for a little while i don't know how involved jake is going to be he was there at, at crown jewel seems like they might set up the pauls against the usos which yeah, easy match to do mm-hmm. jake still has his boxing career i don't know who's gonna who he's gonna fight next though but let's say let's say logan can return for wrestlemania Let, let's be optimist and say he can return for wrestlemania where are you going with, with logan like Singles match, teaming with Jake Paul. What are you doing with Logan Paul for WrestleMania?
4: Um, so well, if he's healthy and he it, it, like if he can if he can go, I would, I would do Logan and Jake versus the Usos. That is the one, that is the match I think that makes the most sense leading into that, or even at well, I think at some point we're gonna get Jake versus Solo Sako one on one. Because I think they teased oh. that a little bit oh. that, where they couldn't get at each other in the entrance ramp. You know what right. I mean? So I could see them doing maybe solo versus Jake like before wrestlemania at some time and then um we get jake and logan versus the usos for the belts at mania would be my would be my like, kind of perfect scenario although i will say this i saw him kind of nod make a nod at it on on twitter but like two matches i do want to see logan have i want to see logan versus uh john cena on it like legitimately because i think it would break the internet and. Um, and I want to see uh, Logan versus Cody because I just think it'd be interesting to see these two just Chads going at it. You know what I mean? <laughs> these two just American Chads, just just you know, you know. I, I just think that'd be uh, interesting to see the the buildup in that match.
3: I don't know if if, if you bring it back Cena to do Logan Paul. That's a uh, that's something else. That's, it's
4: crazy though. But think about like who who better though? Like who who do they have on the WWE roster that you think would be like? I mean, I'd rather Fischer see that. Cena.
3: Theory. They've been teasing this theory match for so long. Logan Paul's a better wrestler than theory, so much rather see it over theory. I do think Cena would roast him on the mic. And Logan, even though like he's got a little like he's got a natural presence about him, he's definitely not like WWE mic ready. Like Roman and Heyman, Heyman had some weird minds and stuff on there. Roman was getting at him very easily. Uh, Cena would just completely kill this man on the microphone it would not be good uh, but the match would be much better and look that's a that's a big attention match as well if that's what you're going for and obviously with Logan Paul that's kind of what you're going for Jake Paul against Solo would be something else i don't know if you want to go like work shoot hey let's do we haven't had a good like exhibition boxing match in wrestling in a while when was the last last exhibition boxing match in wrestling that I mean, they brought out i mean Tytan Tyson, uh Tyson was on commentary on Rampage the other week. Um, yeah. Piper, Piper and Mr. T is, of course, like the, the famous one. Mark Marrow did one. I feel like Miz did, did an exhibition yeah. boxing match at some point.
4: That's Yeah, I he did on, on Tough Enough. They did the exhibition boxing on Tough Enough 3 that the Miz was on. And of course, there was Brawl for All, but that was like a whole that other was, that thing. That was a terrible shoot
3: fight, but they should bring yeah. back Brawl for All, honestly, because that rolled.
4: Um, I think that Jake versus Solo would like so. I think Jake will be successful, whatever he wants to be. Cause I mean, how could I doubt the guy after seeing what he's done in boxing? But like, I, I, I see Jake as more of like the brawler, the like Tyson type, like one punch knockout guy with Jake, with Logan. You know, I could see Logan. So I I could see like solo Sokoa versus Jake Paul being like, maybe not a great like technical wrestling match, but I could see them kind of like shoving each other around and like Jake, like, you know, knocking him out or something like that. Um, and in a tag team, I think Jake and Logan could, could complement each other well also. Because Logan could do all the wild stuff that we've seen him do already. The moon moonsaults and the frog splashes and all that type of stuff. And then Jake just comes in and starts knocking people's heads off. like that. Uh, I think it could work.
3: If Logan is healthy and can do WrestleMania, I do think the pause against the Usos is a, is a nice little thing. And look, if they can somehow get Logan on TV for around the Rumble stuff i I don't know if he if he's gonna be able to do anything if they can get jake in the rumble like that would be that would be a good get for them uh i imagine they're gonna try to keep these guys present in in some manner you can't just have them headline crown jewel and then just be like all right never gonna be heard from again although i kind of suspect even if logan wasn't injured they would have headlined crown jewel and then been off television until the rumble stuff anyway. Cause now you got to get into survivor series. They're not going to be part of that rumble season rolls around, find a way to, to get them there. They, they like utilizing these guys. And I understand why, because they bring, they bring a lot of eyeballs from, from a different audience. So I get so, it.
4: I get it. Yeah. Last thing I'll say on it real quick, shout out to George Janko and Mike Malik. Um, those are like Logan's oh, boys yeah. that are Like we're yeah. in the crowd. Um, they went in there. They took some good super kicks in there and stuff. Man, they really went out there and, and and I don't think they were even selling. Like I think they were legitimately just getting thrown around. But they were like, they posted some videos afterwards that I thought were pretty funny. So uh, so yeah, I, I, I those, those impulsive guys are actually pretty entertaining.
3: Here you go. Here's the match: Jake Paul against Bobby Fish. Bring in Bobby Fish. He's doing an exhibition mm-hmm. fight. Uh, I don't even think it's an exhibition fight. I think it's a legit no. He's doing fight. a
4: pro boxing fight like yeah. this weekend. Yeah. So, get yeah. Bobby
3: Fish. Bobby Fish wins. Do Jake Paul and Bobby Fish under the WWE banner. Do that boxing match.
4: Ooh, I Partner with the
3: zone or whatever Fish is fighting on. He's fighting on the Mayweather.
4: Yeah, Mayweather versus yeah. Dudgy this weekend. Right. So,
3: yeah. so bring in Fish and, and do that fight and uh, put it in the fucking fight pit. For
4: all I <laughs> yeah. That, that's
3: the match to do.
4: Raw Big underground.
3: Bob Fish getting getting the shine he deserves because those friends would not come with him to, to WWE they just stayed in aew like a couple of cowards so bring in fish get him his big payday against Jake Paul that's the that's the match I want to see right there
4: I love that I'm looking forward to, to Bobby fish fighting this weekend I, I will watch that live
3: <sighs> I'm gonna watch it I don't know how I feel about it I'm probably gonna have to like write an article or something on <laughs> hell
4: yeah it, stupid
3: stupid fight whatever it's it's all sports entertainment it's all sports entertainment good on bob fish it's payday Hope i wins. think
4: i think if he wins he's gonna grab the mic and call out phil i think oh he should. should. yeah he's gonna probably get booed but yeah he, he should. does abu it's in like dubai
3: or something right
4: dubai yeah, i don't I even I know because i think it's on like the afternoon on like sunday or something It's probably, like during football i think um i don't know the 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 there's such a cash grab. That's a whole, we could do a whole other podcast. I'm just like the idea of Mayweather boxing, Deji and stuff like, like Deji's okay. Like he's he, like on, on the scale of like influencer boxers, he's definitely towards the top. But like, in my opinion, he's like levels below Logan. Who's like, you know, levels below Jake. Um, it, it's, it's Sunday at one o'clock.
3: So is when that's yeah. not when, that's when the pay-per-view starts. So Bob fish, I assuming it's like the co-main event. I don't know if it's the co-main event or, or what, um bob fish will fight around let's say 2 30 2 30 ish maybe Something two like o'clock that. because it says it says the main event starts approximately two hours later so the main okay. event
4: so like right, right in the heart now. of your favorite nfl game you can turn 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 over to the tune over to there Austin, you go obviously. sammy
3: guevara they call him the spanish god oh i Dude, saw he, that. he is doing backstage work on that show. Hopefully, uh, his wife, Ty Mello, is there, the greatest couple in wrestling history. If you hate them, you hate love. I will not stand for it. (laughs) It's going to be a great show. We got Big Dick Bob Fish on this show. We got They Call Him the Spanish God. Great. I'm looking forward to this. This is what I'm doing on Sunday. Cancel all my plans watching this fight. Uh, The other WWE spotlight is, speaking of the Usos, the Usos a New Day. They're going to battle it out one more time tomorrow night on WWE SmackDown. The Usos win. They will basically break the the New Day's record for the longest uh reign as a WWE Tag Team Champions. They've had the the Raw titles since the first pay-per-view back from the pandemic era. They won those things at Money in the Bank last year. Um New Day of course held the, held the record previously and they did a promo segment on Monday bring up for this crowd was ass just wasn't reacting to anything crowd was just awful because they were dropping some some good lines in here just bringing up their history and everything crowd just wasn't buying anything they were bad all night it was sad um but I thought the promo segment was great until Matt Riddle came out and did his I don't mind Matt Riddle's act this was not the place for it in in this segment I'm looking forward to this match there's very rarely a bad New Day and Usos match I think there's going to be a great great sense of urgency with this one as the new day, try to prevent uh, usos from breaking their record. I think there's a variety of ways they can go with this because they're talking about Jay's wrist injury and everything, even though he worked on Monday and I guess he's fine, but maybe they can work in that it got injured more on Monday and they can go with something like, so here's, here's a couple of my pitches. Let me know what you think. Mm -hmm. One Jay's got the wrist injury they lose the match because of that. They don't break the record. And Roman is very mad that Jay decided to work this match. Like Solo or Sammy can be like, you know what? We'll, we'll work it. We'll delay it, whatever. But Jay, he gets mad at Jay for just being stubborn. He's like, what What are you doing this for? Like we could have just delayed. It would have been fine. You could have had somebody replace him. It would have been right. fine. Second option. Okay, is- hold on.
4: So, okay. I, like, hold on. So I think I know what the, what the option we're going to agree with on here. Okay. Like, uh, I haven't even heard you pitch anything yet. But, like, I think I know where you're going with this. Because I think we're probably about on the same way here. Probably. The story, right? So, I didn't really know about this injury until you just told me about this. It was
3: a very thrown-away line at Crown okay. Jewel. Uh, okay. Yeah, Michael Cole just mentioned it at Crown Jewel.
4: The the move, then, it, is, like, it's you replace him for the match with, with Sami Zayn. Yeah. And Sami Zayn gets the credit for breaking the streak. And it pisses yes. off jay even more yeah that's the story. you gotta get yeah
3: yeah yeah. that's that's one of my pitches and the other pitch would actually be sammy losing and then sammy gets some heat in the bloodline so they they start to put a little doubt in in sammy's mind of like see this guy just he can't carry it like this and then jay can turn that against sammy so i there's a variety of options a variety of options that they can go with this. I do like uh, your suggestion, money Mark, that Biggie should be in the corner. That'd be a huge. Yeah, for sure. Just to be in the corner. So there's a variety of ways that they can go. I think Sammy being the replacement in some capacity is the best way. And then whatever they do, win or lose. I think that's the the best story that they could do. If, uh, if Sammy is there and then whichever direction they go with that. I think the most boring option is the Usos just win and they just break the record and just like nothing comes out of it. I think that's super boring. I, I think if that's the way they go, like I get it fine. They break the record. I don't think that enhances this overall story though. And that's what I'm looking for here because you're trying to tell a story with them breaking the record. You that That's already one very good story. Enhance that. Bring that up to another level and just go keep telling the bloodline story, which is also really great bring all that up together instead of just uh we're going to kind of keep telling the blah sorry they broke the record cool i think that's boring i hope they don't do that i hope they have a better idea than just that
4: i mean it is cool though that like it happens that like the the stars align well enough that like they can break the record by beating the team who holds the record currently i think that that yeah. that story in itself is pretty cool but but yes i man which way do you go then I, that's a real that's a that's really the dilemma now is like Let's assume that Sammy takes Jay's spot because I think that really makes the story just so much more compelling. Yeah, like either way, it makes it more compelling, you know? Because like if he, if he, especially if Sammy like picks up the the win, like he pins Woods or whatever, you know, to retain the titles, and then like the New Day is just like, does or sorry, the Bloodline just like loves Sammy even more, and Jay's like getting no credit for like this title reign that he was the champion for all the way up until this one match. Um, or like you said, it, it had be at some point, I feel like they're going to turn on, 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 uh, I mean, they, they got to turn on, on Sammy at some point to like pay okay. all this off. The okay. only way that they win it, and I don't think it's going to happen is like Roman just gets so over as a baby face organically that they just like, don't do it. But like, I, 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 they're going to, I mean, they're I, I think maybe even by the Royal Rumble, we have Sammy and, uh, in Roman for the title or something, but I uh but I w I wanna see this like I like what I'm seeing. Like I don't want this to end anytime soon personally. But I mean, yeah, that's fascinating. The idea because cause when you were talking, I immediately defaulted to like, oh my god, Sammy Zayn's gonna get take credit for this whole title run. He's gonna he's gonna get the win and Jay's gonna just lose his mind over it. But I didn't even considered, like, yeah, if if Sammy loses, then this the turn on Sammy becomes a little more clear that that, yeah. that that's gonna be happening soon. So
3: uh kai says biggie comes back healthy they can do e versus roman new day line stuff that's not going to be until march next year at the earliest like the earliest earliest for for biggie because he he said it that like they got to wait a year and then he can go to doctors to see what everything looks like and then that best case scenario is okay you can return next week and i would imagine he's probably not going to return to like a week later, after he gets whatever clearance he gets, so the earliest you can do that stuff is March. I I imagine they can stretch all of this bloodline stuff until March, like the especially the way it's going right now, the way all these guys are hitting on a different level. But that that's yeah, that's optimist to for Biggie to be back in March to to continue to do this stuff. I hope New Day's still in a well position by then because they've New Day hasn't been positioned great. They they, they're in this spot, which is good, but before this, they were losing those matches The Viking Raiders. It seems like they were just kind of floating around. I feel like they lost to the brawling brutes uh as well. Like they, they haven't been positioned too great. They won the contenders match, which was which was great they, to get this spot, but yeah, otherwise they haven't been positioned too great. Regardless, when it comes to Usos against New Day, I think, I think Sammy's gotta be in this match tomorrow. Some somehow. Like he's gotta be in this match. I don't care if he takes the pinfall or he gets the pinfall. He's got to be in it to enhance this story. And yeah. if he's not, you're a coward, Triple H. <laughs> Absolute coward for doing boring shit. Don't do boring shit.
4: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I, we're, we're in agreement there about Sammy should be the replacement for Jay in this match. This makes everything way more compelling. But um, also just real quick, shout out to the actual promo from this past week too. Like yeah. that that was really good. I especially like the, the line from Woods about pressure and, like, you want to talk about pressure, I had to create an entire YouTube channel just to get noticed at my own job or whatever, whatever. It was something along those lines. And it's like, damn, dude, like, that's that's a good – that's some fire right there. Like, that that's that, that's nothing but truth that he's that he's talking about there. You know what I mean? Woods, I like hearing that stuff.
3: Woods is so good. He's always been so good. And it's a shame that he hasn't gotten more of a, of a role, like, as a singles guy. Like, I know they just – gave him the king of the ring and then they tried to do something with that for like a month or two and then it just kind of disappeared off north it's a shame he's not gotten like some type of mid-card title run or even uh, a bigger title run because he is so so good and yeah that man hustles as well i respect that man's hustle and that's why it was a shame that the crowd was so bad because woods was getting some lines out there and the crowd like he was waiting for the crowd to like give him that pop. And like, it just was not coming. It wasn't his fault. Cause I thought the promo was great. Crowd just wasn't having anything on, on Monday night. So that was a shame. That was a shame to see, but yeah, great promo. I love the, the Uso's line of like, with without us, like there ain't no Kofi mania. Like we, we gave you that spot. Like we stepped away in that gauntlet. We was like, yeah, you, you've earned this. Like if we don't do that. We easily beat you. And this whole Kofi Mania shit doesn't happen. Like I love that line as yeah. well. These guys are so so good. Still like my favorite hell in a cell match, uh in, in modern times is is their the tag team hell in a cell match between uh these two teams. But yeah, shit. Uso's new day. It's I'm sure it's gonna be great tomorrow night. Don't give me boring stuff, Paul. There you go. There you go. All right, let's move on to the AEW spotlight.
0: Uh, over a million fans uh, and a great number in the demo tuned in. And it was a great show, and I think it's been a run of great shows.
3: And since Soraya is cleared... She'll be returning at AEW full gear against Britt Baker. She made the big announcement last night. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to see the article, read read some excerpts. I I listened to the interview she did with Renee that, that aired this morning. So she said she got cleared on Halloween. That's when she got the full clearance on everything. Um, she she said the like the physical segment that she did with Britt like her first week her first promo and everything or whatever it was, uh, she said that like she didn't tell anybody they're gonna do that she just kind of went out there and did it and she knew she was gonna be safe and just decided to ask for forgiveness instead of beg for permission, um, whatever that line is. Yeah. So she she yeah and she said that she can kind of work like one match a month to start if that's the way they they're gonna go and then gradually build off that. Uh, she said that Dr. told her to take it easy. If she needs a break, she needs a break. She When she talked about, you know, coming back, like Tony suggested to her, like, well, you know, we do tag team matches with Sting. Maybe you can do tag team matches. And she was like, nah, if I'm doing to come back, I want to do singles matches. Uh So that's her decision to, to kind of work these singles matches and stuff. She said she'll make sure that she uh, she's not going like, to get, like, kicked in the back of the head, kicked in the back of the – upper neck area or the back like which is what happened with with Sasha she's going to be very protective of that stuff she's going to be very protective of how she bumps and everything she admitted she had to to change her style up a little bit and everything like that but I really want to get your thoughts on the actual promo here because it's been divided Mm -hmm. online where people are like oh this is great this emotional return for Soraya she let it all out there and then other people are like what are you doing burying AEW and Brit and being like all of her accomplish accomplishments don't matter. Where are you at on this Jensen?
4: Yeah. I'm kind of, I get, I get both sides. I thought it was a good promo. And the, you know, the fans were pretty, uh, I mean, especially when, when Paige or Soraya like mentioned, you know, that she is coming back. She did it in that way where she was like, I'm, you know, I'm very sorry, you know, for you, Britt Baker, because you're going to have to wrestle me. It's like, I uh, on one hand, in in some ways, it reminds me like a little bit of like the CM Punk backstage or you know, the 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 infamous uh, uh, press conference where like he just like saying a whole bunch of stuff that you're just like, I mean, his stuff was way worse and it was way realer. But like there is, a you know, to your point though, it's like she did go out there and she basically said that not only is Britt Baker not a superstar, she's not even a star, and like. She did kind of bury AEW and and so Tony
3: Khan handed her everything, right, yep. which is always annoying to me that like this person handed you everything. Well, yeah, they're the booker. Like right. that of course they were handed this stuff. Without them, they wouldn't be in this position. That's just sort of how wrestling works.
4: Right. Exactly. Um so yeah, I w- I don't really have an issue with any of it personally. I just think that because uh, I because I can tell this is like a wrestling storyline we're watching happen, not like a not like an actual shoot. That like I think they're I think that these two are legitimately trying to build interest in their match for one with one another, and like the blow off will be the actual match. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour
0: in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful.
3: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you
2: love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
4: And that would be the, play, the payoff for, for the trash talk. Um, but I, what, what I will say is I if they wanted Soraya to be like this super over baby face, this probably wasn't the right thing to do because I think that some of the fans are going to turn on her now um that are gonna because brits you know she's kind of like the face of like women's wrestling for aew in a lot of ways you know so like the aew diehards i think are going to be with brit and then um it just depends on what they do with with her with saray's character going forward that's really the whole kind of the whole thing is you know does she beat brit probably and if that's the case like does she go into the world title probably like how far do they go with this or does this become like a? like a Ruby riot or Athena type scenario where like, it's really hot for a second, but then like, it's kind of like fades out. And then like they bring in someone new or like, you know, I, I don't know yet. I, I guess kind of the verdict's out. I, I, I liked the promo last night, but I also understand like the fan base being kind of divided. And once again, the fear is like, if you want Sarea to be like this mega baby face for you, the fans are, fans are gonna, there are at least a, percentage of the fan base is going to turn on her if they haven't already um if she comes off too much like um uh, if it comes across too much like hey i'm from because you talked a whole lot about like her, her like leaving her old house and like this is her new house and all that stuff if it comes across too much like she's a wwe superstar who's like who's kind of like pointing her nose out you know what i mean like kind of looking down on AEW, like like i'm a star and you guys aren't that's gonna come across wrong and she's gonna get booed um way more than i think aw wants
3: i i think they started to turn against her a little bit even at the end of this promo like it was nice yeah. like happy go lucky oh cool she's back she's cleared great and then like the more she started talking and everything it definitely became like wait a second why like this isn't a babyface promo here uh i think i think she mentioned it in an interview and i i could i could be wrong about this i'd have to go back and just check my own articles um she likes being a heel she prefers being a heel and she wants to work heel and i suspect that we will get a heel turn out of this relatively quickly the i don't know if this is an issue but like they're also seemingly turning athena heel because mm-hmm. she's been beating the shit out of jobbers on or enhancement talent sorry uh she's just beating the shit out of them on dark which has been great like she has been showing the aggressive side and everything they've really turned that into like oh look at her just like taking liberties with the, mm-hmm. the the enhancement talent and everything they're they're doing that on dark i don't know when that gets brought up to television hopefully relatively soon i think athena deserves a bigger uh spotlight on her than just doing these matches on dark uh so like they're kind of turning her heel with this they they've got tony who is great babyface? Jamie is a babyface or is a heel, but the crowd wants to cheer her. So at some point they might have to turn her babyface. Britt could come out of this being some type of babyface if the that's some type of double turn at full gear. A lot of mixed and cross signals with the with the women's division right now, and they need to sort of reshuffle and get where everybody. Uh, needs to be and get where everybody's sort of in line here. I said it uh, a few weeks ago with the MJF promo and the Regal promo. I'm cool with like shades of gray. You think this person is right. uh, Or actual human element, actual human emotion. When it comes to this, that's the point of MJF and Regal. I don't think that's the actual point of Soraya and Brit. I think they are trying to do a clear baby face heel divide. And based on the actual material, it's not quite working. And and same with like hater who the crowd wants to cheer, but they're still obviously making her uh, a heel. Thunder Rosa is going to come back uh, in 2023 at some point is, is what the the hope is. I don't know if she's going to get cheered or booed. I think whatever the play is with her, you just go with that. If they cheer her because they're happy, She's back then cool you try to ride that out if they boo her because of all the stuff that has come out then cool you you play off of that um but yeah we we will see when it comes to saraya and Britt, and if they do kind of do a double turn type scenario at, at full gear i didn't have like a full issue with the promo i thought maybe some of the stuff it should have been more just about like her comeback like i didn't mind the the stuff of like I wrestled hurt. I got hit by a car. I wrestled in the Tokyo dome, but I actually never did wrestle in the Tokyo dome. I wrestled like all over the country and busted my ass. And now I'm cleared and I'm back. And like, you got to deal with me. Like you've been the face of this division, but you know what? I'm here. This is now my house. Like, you could even put Brit over, of like, you've done a great job, like carrying this and everything, but you know, it's time for new people to step up. It's time for, a, I guess, a new guard, even if you want to say Saray is an ex person, whatever it might be. Like, you can put Brit over without diminishing her actual accomplishments in AEW, of like, you haven't actually accomplished anything. You're not a real star. I am. I didn't think the material was all that great for what this moment should have been.
4: That's fair. I'm with you. I think a lot of people would agree with all that. Um, they should. I'm and, smart. Yeah. Well, I, and I do too. Like, I mean, I think there's a lot of, I think you make a lot of good points. You know, so we'll see. We'll see where I. I mean, I think Saree as a heel is good. Like, I like the idea of that. Um, but I also think that people want to cheer her because like she's like she's been out for so long. So, but yeah. but, I, but I know what you're saying. Like, maybe you know sooner than later, uh, make that heel turn and stuff. Um. Yeah. I don't know, but i mean aw's uh women's division is definitely interesting right now um and like i don't know what thunder rose's timetable looks like to return she
3: said and this is this is her word she said hopeful january 2023 Hmm. so i would imagine she's out until at least then and then from there who knows but that that was the latest update and this was a, a few weeks ago
4: okay so yeah we'll uh We'll we'll see, and I'm looking forward to Serena versus uh versus Britt. I think it'll be a, I think will be a good match. There's gonna be a lot of heat there for for both of them, uh, so should be good. I mean, people are waiting for uh for her return to the ring for a long time, so we're finally getting it, and we got we got the tease last night too of, of her getting physical. So,
3: uh, Money Mark says people are gonna be mad when Hater loses. I think this is actually how you turn Hater babyface. Is I think Britt and Hater lose, and Britt is. Kind of just blaming Hater for for everything of like this downward spiral, her popularity and stuff, and then Hater gets fed up, and that's how you you turn her. Because yeah, I kind of think Hater is losing as well, even though I'm not sure she should. But I think this leads to the the eventual turn for for Hater. Yeah, because I good. would imagine I would imagine Soraya wins her her return match. I. Me too. Maybe maybe she loses, but I I don't see it. I don't see it. Jensen, your AEW spotlight, the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament that they hold every single year at this time is taking place. And in the first round, Ethan Page defeated Eddie Kingston to move on.
4: Let's talk about it, Jensen. What, what'd you make of the match? What'd you make of the result? I liked it and I liked it. Um, I uh I I think it's been a long time coming for Ethan Page to get some shine. He's been and listen, I'm an Eddie Kingston fan, long time Eddie fan. Like I I love the dude, but for whatever reason, he's just it, it feels like ever since the suspension, he's just kind of in a rut. Um, since being back on TV. It's his fault. Huh?
3: So that's not his fault.
4: Well, no, I'm just saying, like on TV, like it just feels like Eddie's just kind of been like stagnant at the moment in AEW. Um, and I'm not saying just from the fight, I mean, even you can even say it's like after the Jericho feud, pretty much. Like it feels like there's
3: that. The Jericho feud with this barbed wire nonsense is that just completely neutered Eddie Kingston. And it was sad to see because he shouldn't have lost that match. And then oh, he got his heat back by tossing Jericho into the well. I don't care. Eddie Kingston should have won that match and he should have gone on to do bigger and better things instead of essentially continuing the feud with Sammy Guevara. And then yes, everything happened with Sammy. They still did this match, mind you. They still did Eddie and Sammy, and Eddie won, but then they fucked that up because he kept beating him up, and then it's like, oh, well, actually, he lost, and they tried to do, oh, well, now he's a head case who can't control his emotions, and then they've just not really put any depth to that story, even though there's a story there to tell. The booking of Eddie Kingston has been awful since that barbed wire match.
4: Yeah, I would agree, um, and you know Eddie and Ethan Page have, like, a long history together. And so, like, it's cool to see that come over into AEW. And them kind of acknowledging that on, on commentary and stuff, too, which was was cool. Um, I remember seeing those guys in, like, a shoot interview, like, forever ago, talking about a whole bunch of stuff. Like, what you know, years and years before AEW was, was ever even a, a concept. So it's cool to see those guys, you know, wrestling each other on national television. Um, and like I said, Ethan, it's been a long time coming. I, I've been saying for a while that, you know especially when he was in the the whole uh Scorpio Sky Dan Lambert situation I was like he's getting pushed so far in the background and it just doesn't make sense to me like listen everyone can have their own personal opinions on who their favorite wrestlers are and what they prefer and all this stuff personally during that I was like man I take Ethan Page over Scorpio Sky like I don't understand why like like it's Scorpio getting the TNT title running not Ethan. If you had to choose one, that was just kind of how I felt about it. And I was happy for Scorpio. Like he deserved, he deserved the title and everything. He's worked hard since day one in AEW, but like, it just felt weird to me that it's like, okay, so Scorpio's getting the spotlight here. Ethan's just like a background guy. And like, he's even farther in the background because Dan Lambert's, you know, in front of him even. So it was just kind of like, he just got kind of buried in all of that. And it was weird to me. Um, coming out of T- or out of Impact Wrestling, you know his team, the North, with with uh, Josh Alexander. When they split, the big talk was like, Ethan's going off to be a star. Hopefully, Josh Alexander figures something out because who knows what's going to happen to him? But he's super talented. But who knows? He went on to be like one of the best in the world right now. You know, on a fantastic run with the Impact World Title, Josh Alexander and Ethan just like I, I feel like we've been. The Ethan fans have been waiting. And he's a guy who's so easy to get behind, like as a heel or a babyface. Because if you know about him a little bit more, like you watch his YouTube channel and stuff, like he's a lifelong wrestling fan. He's an action figure collector. He's he's just very very relatable to a lot of wrestling fans in a lot of ways. He was like he was like a chunky guy who like got ripped. You know what I mean? It's like an inspiring, like you know, watching all the stuff he's he's been doing. So, um, so to see him get the win over Kingston, I actually really liked. Um, especially because he hit him with the uh, like the super ego's edge off the second rope, which is like, you know, so if, if you're going to put out a Kingston for the three count, like at least it was a, like a, a sweet move like that. And uh, honestly, I think Ethan Page might win this entire thing because MJF even said it in that interview with Hawani recently when Hawani asked him, who are some like the most underrated people in aew the first name he brought up he was like they don't do enough with ethan page like that's like you know and i think this could even be mjf kind of getting in their ear and being like hey if i'm about to be the world champion like let's line up ethan for me for a challenger like this guy you know we, we'd make this would be really good so i think this was the step well the first step and a big push for ethan page and i think it's well deserved the guy's great in the ring he's charismatic he's great on the microphone Um, I think he checks all the boxes, and he's somebody that they haven't really done anything with yet. And it's like this was something different too. So um, I was I was happy to see. as much of an Eddie Kingston fan as I am, and I think they need to get Eddie back on track for sure, because he should be he should be highlighted as a much bigger star. And last thing I'll say, MJF, he caught a really good promo again, another one of those. And he mentioned us like a thousand times. I don't know if you caught that. But he He talked about the spotlight like over and over again. So Max, I appreciate you, man. You know. Growing up, I had my Jewish hero, Bill Goldberg. And, you know, you know. nowadays it's like, you're my guy. So um, I appreciate all the shout outs yesterday on the show.
3: MJF, uh, you know, we invited CM Punk to come on our show. MJF, since you are clearly a fan of the spotlight and, you know, you feel your spotlight has been taken from you by various happenings in AEW throughout your career, come on the actual spotlight Yes. We will give you the spotlight that you deserve, that you want, that you need. And you can, you can, you can say whatever you want. MJF, stop going to these barstool uh, shows. Come on our show. Uh, he tried to charge me for a, a interview one time at, mm. at full gear 2019. So a couple stories. stories, uh, this one tried to charge. I was like, Hey, you're going to do an interview. He's like, how much are you paying? <laughs> and he's like, it costs. And I'm like, oh, I, I did write for Fightful. I was like, Sean Ross doesn't pay anything. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that makes sense. And then so we didn't do, we didn't do an interview. Um, so, yes, that's my interaction with, with MJF. I have other interactions I will get into. Uh, but
4: I have one that, interaction with MJF only, one and one only. It was at an indie show. It was. Uh, it was uh, I've talked about this company before on here. Um, it was Dojo Pro. Mm-hmm. And... There was like, there was literally no one around, no one to witness this at all. There was nobody. It was just me and him for a brief moment, like in this room. And I walked up to shake his hand. N- nobody else sees this, so like he's not even like. There's no reason to even be working. I go up to shake his hand. He leaves me hanging and told me to go fuck myself. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, and this is like before I was really doing anything with Fightful. Even really, this is just like me at like a show as a fan who had like a little podcast. And I was like. And I had just seen him for the first time wrestling on the show. And I was like, this guy's incredible. He's going to be like a massive star. I'm going to shake this guy's hand. And nobody was around. And I was like, what an asshole. And then like, <laughs> and then I've noticed he was doing it to other people, like throughout the rest of the, the taping. And I was like, oh, actually this guy's a genius. He's like, yeah, like this guy's the only guy sticking a kayfabe. I actually really like this. Um, But uh, but uh, no, that's my, that's my only interaction with him was once again, like, no one's even saw it, so I was like, I couldn't believe he was still working me. But you know, good on him.
3: Um, yeah, hey, MJF, come on. Yeah, come you on know, Sean Sean Rossat does pay much better now than he did in 2019. So true. We'll we'll get we'll get the Jimmy Van checkbook out <laughs> and we'll we'll toss it to you. Come come on the spotlight. You can have the spotlight. Nobody will ruin this for you, MJF. Head Honestly, up. Come on over.
4: Honestly, in all honesty, I, I, there's Jericho, is, you know, my favorite wrestler ever and Cody, I want to do like a, like a full career retrospective with at some time, like when he wraps his career up, like that's like my dream, like project would be like from high school wrestling through the end of his career with Cody, like in like a, like I'll sit down. Um, but outside of that, like MJF's like, that's like my number one, like as far as like someone I would really, really, really be interested to talk to. So um yeah, I would love that. I'd love to talk to Matt. He would just sit here and roast us the entire time, but like, I'd, I'd I'd be I'd be here for it. Like, he's he's active on Twitter. We can we can tweet
3: MJF. Hold on, what if I tweet him right now? Be like, hey, MJF, I'll break out the Jimmy Van checkbook. Yeah.
4: Yes, tell him that me and you want to interview him very badly for Fightful. <laughs> uh the other the other story that I was going to
3: tell. So, Ethan Page, I'm happy he's getting this this shot he deserves it he should have that the american top team stuff wasn't for me the dan lambert stuff wasn't for me ethan page can talk on his own having stokely's fine like they they have a history together they play off each other well and stokely's like really good dick riding without a license was fucking hilarious last night um so stokely it, it was great and Ethan Page is great. I'm cool with Ethan Page winning. I I'm with you. I think that I I didn't like that it come came at the expense of Eddie Kingston, who should be doing much better things. Uh, I think Ethan Page does win this tournament. It seems like it's setting up for a, an Ethan Page Ricky Stark's final. Um, that that seems to be where the bracket yeah. is heading. I know people, including myself, of like, oh, Stark's getting the the match in Texas would be good. Like Dallas is in Austin, so there's there's a difference between. There, uh you know, it's sort of people. I think uh Cam Seahawk said it mm-hmm. on Twitter of like, oh, yeah, this is like when, you know, people try to claim like, well, the Young Bucks winning the title in Los Angeles uh, compared to, you know, San Francisco. It's like many, many miles away. Uh, I think it's setting up for Page and Starks. The better story, like, kind of is Ethan Page because part of the firm turned on MJF. I think we we both kind of assume MJF's winning that title at full gear. So yeah, the better story is Ethan page winning it and that being his first challenger at winter is coming uh, being Ethan page MJF at Winter's coming. So it seems like that's where they're going to go.
4: Maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, I I think, I I think that all of that is, is what's going on. I think that it is going to be Ricky versus Ethan. I don't think Ricky wins the whole thing. I do think we get Ricky versus MJF for the title at some point though. But Um, I think they're making a little, it'd be a little too obvious if they went with Ricky based on kind of the story of him going into the tournament. And it makes a lot of sense with Ethan, not only having the firm for the story with MJF, but also having the firm to get his way through the tournament because in the next round, he's going to have to beat either Roosh or Bandito. I'm assuming it'll be Bandito. So like something's going to happen because I don't think he's just going to like beat Bandito clean, especially because I think is going to want to do something with Bandito and they're gonna have him in a spot where if he loses to Ethan, his his AEW record, I think, it would be like one and two. So like they're gonna have to really like push him after that. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I I think that Page versus Starks would be great. I, I like the idea a lot, um, and I think Page winning the whole thing makes all the sense in the world. I, I want to see Ethan Page versus MJF for the uh, the AEW World Title. Uh,
3: hey, thanks for subscribing, uh, Josh Chirpedo. Thank you, Josh. Um, Appreciate that. Cape uh, Cor says, I think it'd be Paige versus Archer. Possibly, here's my my thing with Archer is Full Gear is the 19th, and then he's got to do World Tag League on the 21st, which is early morning, like 21st. It's not like later in the afternoon. That's a very quick flight from uh, Full Gear's in Newark to over to Japan. Not much time to rest and adjust. And everything. I don't know if they're going to be able to to make that turnaround quick enough uh, for for Archer to go to the finals. That's why I suspect Archer is not making the finals. Is because that's just a quick turnaround of like do the match, get on the flight, be in Japan, be ready to start doing World Tag League for that run. Usually, you want to get there a day or two uh, early. But you know, maybe maybe it'll work out uh, to where they're they're able to pull it off. That's my only reservation of thinking uh, Archer uh what would go to the finals for that is the the scheduling
4: yeah i think mean, that makes sense and also archers like hardly ever featured on AEW. it feels i know he was injured he was injured until like pretty recent he was like, yeah um the 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 choices for the tournament were kind of strange like dante martin hardly ever wins on tv brian cage is like oh and two this year on tv or whatever like um it's it's a weird tournament in my opinion but i I think we're gonna get good matches. And like I said, I th- my, my prediction at this point is Ethan Page to win the whole thing.
3: Yeah, I, I think that uh Ethan Page is, is is gonna win the whole thing as well. Um all right, let's let's move on to our other spotlight, Jensen. If I can find the little intro <laughs> thing here, it always gets lost. There it is. Our
1: product is what it is, we're going straight up the middle straight
3: up the middle is what the NWA is doing. They have mm. a show that I think is next week. It might be this week. No, it's it's,
4: this, I have it written down somewhere. I think they're not writing it down. No, it's, a, I think it's this weekend. Cause I did, I did, I did uh, predictions this past Sunday on the weekend or four. So it's gotta be this up. I think it's this upcoming Saturday. I think
3: it is November 12th. Uh, yeah. yeah. People don't actually know of this show because they haven't promoted the actual show. What they are promoting is a Nick Aldis leaving and Billy Corgan working himself into a shoot work angle, brother, brother. And this is, so all this, all this posts that like, Hey, I'm leaving NWA when my contract expires at the end of the year, I'm out deuces. And he was supposed to post it only for like his subscribers to whatever platform you subscribe to Nick Aldis on. And apparently it went just full public. He deleted it by that point, you know, it was already out there. Uh, and that was that. And then it became a thing of, well, we're going to spend, su- we're going to suspend Nick all this for his comments. And now is not going to wrestle? And then Billy Corgan goes on busted open. And he starts talking of like, oh, well, we were working an angle earlier this year, which we all kind of suspected when he got yeah. pulled from the main event and they inserted Tyrus and that whole nonsense that sucked. Uh, yeah. That was confirmed to be an angle. And he's like, he's disparaging in the NWA. He's burying the locker room. Now he's trying to work his own angle to get more money and all of this stuff. And uh, sure. Uh, and then Nick this is going to do an interview with Sam Roberts that I believe is dropping. Um, I believe is dropping either today or tomorrow. I just said later in the week. So yeah, that's, that's where we are at when it comes to Nick Aldis and the NWA, it seems like he's leaving unless this is all an angle. Billy Corgan, seems adamant that Nick is working some sort of angle. I don't know, but Corgan is also adamant that he's not working an angle. Where are you at on this Jensen?
4: So this is just, honestly, it's all just a bad look for the NWA, like regardless, you know, cause it's like on one hand, okay, maybe you're working an angle, but you're still pulling. Like, uh, let me pull this back a little bit. Okay, so like the NWA is already having a really hard time creating any kind of buzz or getting people to watch their product. Like, that's just a fact, right? I'm not like, that's not me roasting or being yeah. like tribalistic towards any wrestling companies or whatever. like, that's just a fact. The NWA, they're, they're, they're they've had some bad looks recently, especially with like kind of their comments on the Empower shows and, you know, women's wrestling drawing and all this stuff. So it's just one of those things where it's an like, entireist. That's a whole other topic in itself. So like they have, Oh, and by the way, it gags the GIMP and, and and all these other stories that they're doing. Like it just, I, the NWA product just is not very good. I, 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 I review it every weekend for Fightful Select. So like, I actually do keep up with this product more than most people do. And I give it, I give it the benefit of the doubt often. Like I think Trevor Murdoch is actually a pretty good world champion. Like for what that brand is in the option that they have i don't mind trevor murdoch as their champion you know there are things about that show that that i do think they do pretty well um they have some good talent there too that gets really underutilized like some younger talent that they could do more with um my point though is this it's there there is a part of the fan base that like really really likes nick all this i see it on twitter like even when there's nothing else going on in the nwa there are still people out there that are like you know what i'm not i'm not really into the nwa but like i respect nick aldis for what he did with that title like i'm going to tune in to watch nick aldis on this show why would you eliminate that fan base at, at working like this like you know what i mean like the little the little good faith you have with the fans that are actually sticking around a lot of them are there because they're they're nick aldis fans and like they're fans of what they're seeing on the show like they're you know what i mean like why would you why would you work a work why would you work an angle like this i just don't think it makes any sense like if anything they should be promoting heavily like Nick Aldis, our longtime former world champion, will be on NWA. You know, will be on H- Hard Times Three because like he's a staple of this company. If you like the NWA, come watch Nick Aldis. He's trying to get that title back. Like one day, you know, whatever. You know, like there. It just it doesn't make any sense that they'd work an angle like this because it gets you the wrong kind of publicity. I think it confuses the fan base, and the fan base hardly exists to begin with. So like, why mess with the fans even more? Who you're already having a hard time like retaining. So, and then on top of that, once again, it's like, okay, so all this, let's say, let's say all this is gone and you're an this fan. Like, he's not there anymore. What do you have to look forward to for the future of the NWA right now? Like, Matt Cardona might win the title back, but like, we've kind of already been there, done that. And I think Cardona's going to bounce the second something bigger comes around that makes more sense for him to do more often than, than, than the NWA. And we're looking at a situation right now where at the last pay per view, Tyrus had a title shot. He's getting another title shot on this show. And who's to say it doesn't just keep happening until they finally just put the world title on him. And then what? Like, you know, I just feel like the NWA is making a lot of really bad moves. Billy Corgan's making bad moves uh, and the Aldis thing, whether it's a work or not. One of the last things that the NWA needs is Nick Aldis bailing. Like he, whether people like Nick Aldis or not, like, you know, I know a lot of people don't think he's like great and stuff. I think for what the brand is, I think he's, he, he works really well for the NWA and he's one of the few people that you can count on to have like solid matches there on pay-per-view. And if he's not a part of the company anymore, just like, what are you doing? You know, I don't, and here's the thing, people move on, right? Like Nick Aldis isn't expected to be in the NWA's entire career, but to have a falling out like this, if it is a work or is a shoot, I don't know, but like, it's just, it's just weird. Like, and it's a bad look for Corgan there too, because like Aldis said, if, if, if Corgan's going to treat him like this of all people, imagine how he's treating people that don't have the level of status that he has being the, the longtime former world champion, pretty much the star of the company for the past like five years. So I don't know. I just think it's all a bad look for that. anybody, whether it's a work or a shoot, I think it's a
3: terrible look for the NWA. I don't think Corgan did himself any favors when he did this big interview with, with busted open of like, Oh, Nick's burying the locker room. He's bearing the product. The only thing i saw from all this was just like hey i'm leaving that's it and then he didn't give any more clarification i'm sure people wanted clarification just go and just be like you know what nick and i couldn't come to an agreement and he's leaving that's his decision we'll talk about it later whatever maybe i missed something with all this i did see him you know quote tweet uh uh the the article of oh this where he talks about AWA and power um and he's like oh this is a reason that i'm leaving uh like i did see that and this was before the busted open interview but it was after the interview was announced and he even hinted at like yeah billy's probably gonna say some shit on here and it seemed like that was a let me get ahead of this type deal i also saw him tweet about stuff like billy wanted to do some social distancing matches and some other weird ideas i think they had two different ideas of what the product needed to be and wanted to be i think all this wanted to stick very traditional nwa with maybe a little bit of a modern feel to it and i think corgan just i don't know what corgan wants to do this man is booking tyrus all right this man's putting tyrus in the main event i have no idea what billy corgan actually wants the end of the straight up the middle nwa i don't know what he actually wants from this but it did seem like they just weren't on the same page with stuff and hey it's probably better if Aldis just moves on at this point. He's done everything he needs to do. He he was the champion for three decades already. It, it doesn't seem like he can go back to that well anymore. It's just it's probably time to just be done with, with that and, and move on. That's fine if he's got a better offer elsewhere. If he feels he can do more elsewhere, then great. Let him let him do that. I don't think it's a good look for anything anybody because you would ideally want to be talking about your pay per view. Nobody's talking about that. If it's an angle, I don't know what it accomplishes because then it's just, okay, well, all this is basically back on top or all this is feuding with Billy Corgan and Billy Corgan ain't this great on-screen presence. All right. Like people have tried to replicate, you know, the, the Vince McMahon authority angle. I mean, everybody's replicated it basically like, WWE replicates it every single month for for a while there. Billy Corgan, you got to have guys who have an on screen presence. Vince McMahon was a fantastic on screen presence. Stephanie, great on screen presence. Bischoff, Russo, like they had their quirks and everything, but they had a presence on screen. Billy Corgan's already on screen as like NWA owner guy. He ain't this big charisma guy. He's dressing up in witch hats and stuff like there's just no presence there with Billy Corgan to make this work. So if that's what it's going to be, I don't think Corgan's the guy to like pull this off. And I would say the same thing. This is why I don't think Tony Khan wants us be on screen because Tony's like on screen. He just doesn't have that evil general manager vibe. Just be uh yeah russo had an on-screen presence like it it was bad it it bad in the sense of like you hated this man but like he would yell the bro the accent like he had a presence to him like it might not have been for everybody and it might have been like go away presence but there was still a presence
4: like jeremy isn't advocating that he should have won the wcw world title which which, which did happen but like um but like but no i i know i know what you're saying for sure yeah
3: yeah like corgan is just a guy who was just like okay the smashing pumpkins guy cool like there's just very mundane and dull there's just no charisma to him to try to pull this role off so yeah if it's a work it's terrible because he he's not the guy to to, to do it and i don't think that's the thing you should be doing with all this at this point anyway because it's just like all right cool nick aldis is at the top of the card i think all should he has a he has a role in nwa i think he was very good for the nwa he did make that title mean something say what you will the rain went on too long and everything but he made that title mean something he was a traveling champion he he did defend it all over the world like what has trevor murdoch done with the title you don't hear about trevor murdoch taking bookings this is why cardona would probably be the best choice to to get the title because at least he'll take bookings and he'll he'll defend it around in, in different promotions and stuff I don't know if that's the direction they're going to go, but that that's probably their best bet. But like you said, Cardona the second, like a better offer comes along, he he's he's out of there because that that company is just they got nothing, man. We talked about it last week when we talked about the the Fight Plus stuff of like, hey, you're going to pay for Fight Plus that's five dollars, or you're going to pay for NWA that's five dollars. Like you're not going to pay ten dollars for both of them, it's like or right, well, why am I? gonna watch the nwa this product has like has no juice to it and their biggest juice right now is nick Aldous leaving and the the empower stuff with corrigan i will say this i don't think he makes the worst points in the world of like we want tv ready people we want people who can carry the brand we want people who can carry a pay-per-view all that makes sense to me i get it you don't want to throw like inexperienced people out there just to be like we have women on our show like i get that But when you're throwing Tyrus in your main event or the product you're putting out is, for the most part, not good, then your points don't hold as much weight. And by the sound of it, maybe I'm reading too much into this. By the sound of it, though, it sounds like there's a disagreement between Corgan and Nikki as far as what Empower should be. And Nikki wants all women and Billy wants maybe some other variety in there because he said in the Busted Open interview of like empowerment just isn't about like empowering women. It's about empowering different people, different uh communities and, and stuff. So it sounds like there's just a disagreement there. Uh I could be reading too much into this line, but that is what he said uh in, in the interview. It's all bad, but really Hard Times is on Saturday. If anybody wants to actually watch that show, good luck to you. There you go jensen mlw aired battle riot they they have the deal with pro wrestling tv they're back mlw fusion is back i spent too much time on this but i just want to call it out because they they aired battle riot this show took place in june yeah steven jensen june vince mcmahon was still in power in june cm punk was three months away from going scorched earth in june like He was technically still the champion because John Moxley hadn't won it yet. The Colorado Avalanche were not the 2022 Stanley Cup champions when this thing was filmed. The new season has started. This is not how you build a wrestling promotion in 2022 by airing a show that is five months old. It's just not how you do it. Court Bauer, who I like, who seems smart talks about getting all these streaming deals and stuff and, oh, the world of MLW never sleeps. Can you get a deal that doesn't have you air, the PWG deal? PWG has better friggin' timing putting out stuff than MLW right now. Go back to just putting these shows up on YouTube a week later or something. Like, you tape in bulk. If you want this brand to grow, and I don't think MLW is, like, all bad. Like, they got some good talent. Mm-hmm. and stuff i like hammerstone i like fatu you know they're they're bringing uh they're bringing guys back in i think leo's supposed to be there again um man I just came back yeah like it's not all bad but man when you're airing stuff from five months ago i can't get invested in your company
4: yeah i couldn't remember where that when this aired because i like so i i read the spoilers out when they happen on the weekender and it was like a while ago and i remember i was like reading the Like the results this past week, because it finally aired. So I was reading them again, but now that they were aired, they weren't spoilers. It was like the actual results. And I was going through, and I was like, "When was this? This was like at least a couple months ago." Like I remember reading this out, but it seemed like forever ago. But it was all the way back in June. I didn't realize it was that long ago. That's so insane. Um, because it was so confusing to me trying to cover the NWA product is like, or sorry, the the MLW product is like. So this show happened back in June. So I've known for a while that Fachu is next in line to Wrestle Hammerstone. And they've had shows kind of like since then that have happened. And also, um, they they had um Fightland happen, like has already happened, like in real time. So like their next show has already been taped. Like with that has like a whole that all their spoilers for fusion and stuff for upcoming weeks is already taped. Battle Slam just now aired, so like when I'm, when I'm trying to follow the product is super confusing because i'm like i remember reading the Fightland spoilers and being like but fought two is the number one contender he won battle riot like is it and it's like oh wait that hasn't even aired yet you know what i mean so it's like i'm like trying to figure out like how confused has the fan base got to be about mlw right now um but yeah it's the same kind of thing we talk about with pwg also but mlw they really had no I shouldn't say they have no excuse, but they've been doing this for years and years, uh, regardless of which platform they've, they've been airing their products off of. For some reason, they just can't seem to do it live. Um, and by the time it happens, all the buzz is gone. I mean, here's a good example. Like killer crosses in this match. You know what I mean? Yeah, like,
3: they have, they have Scarlet <laughs> wrestling tonight. Like they, they they are right. like, Oh, Scarlet back in the ring. It's like, great. She's been signed with WWE for like three months now. Like, cool. You're not going anywhere with this i get that like court wants to hold out for this mythical big streaming deal that he thinks is going to take the company to like new heights or whatever it ain't there like, if you don't have it by this point you're probably not getting it so at least get your product out there in a timely manner to where fans can keep up with it
4: there you go what also worth mentioning uh on a uh, an nwa hard times three davey richards is defending the mlw um middleweight or which championship is yeah now i'm getting confused the national middleweight open.
3: open championship. the national yeah. openweight
4: championship the yeah. middle yes the, the middleweight championship is what myron reed holds um the openweight championship he's defending i'm pretty sure against colby carino i want to say yeah, so oh, that's kind of cool that they're getting an mlw match on the nwa pay-per-view a little hey, at least the door there.
3: i mean yeah at, at least this is a, a thing that mlw is getting some pub out of it though the I mean, look, it's an NWA show, but at least it's timely. At least it's timely. Has Davey Richards technically been won that title on MLW television? I have no idea.
4: Yes. Uh, he, won it at, well, he won it at the same tapings that they did Battle Riot back five months ago. So I don't know no. when it actually aired. I don't know if it has aired. <laughs> right. Oh, that's true.
3: Yeah. Good point. Uh, all right. Let, let's move on to our indie spotlight. I'm going to give a big motherfucking shout out. Steven Jensen, I'm going to see, I believe, a Nick Gage match in (laughs) Winston-Salem when he takes on George fucking South. George South challenges Nick Gage. George South, mind you, is 60 years old, and he's like, you know what, let me do this match against Nick Gage. Let me do a hardcore match against Nick Gage in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Wrestlecade Weekend. And it's on Sunday. Usually I like try to leave on Saturday night because Sunday's not a whole lot's going on. Man, when I found out Nick Gage and George South was happening on Sunday, I was like, shit, I got to stick around. I got to stick around and watch a live Nick Gage match. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to stick around, watch Nick Gage and George South. I'm excited for this. I'm pumped. George South is going to be bleeding buckets at 60. Nick Gage is going to be doing Nick Gage shit there, cut pizza cutting people, casts. Cass is going to be there. He's probably going to try to get me beat up by Nick Gage or something. All the times I bumped him on this show Yeah, grand old tot excited for this.
4: There. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's wild. George South. He like said 60 years old. I remember like last year he had um, like a death match with Colby Carino. He did a death match recently, like like this past weekend with uh, Jimmy Lloyd. Um, yeah. Yeah. He wrestled Effie recently on GCW. He's still um, active. Bless him. Yeah. He's still active, but like yeah, it's it's wild. Um and he's from North Carolina, isn't he? So like Oh yeah, if, he's like, he's so always yeah. at the yeah, he's yeah. always
3: at the wrestle cage shows, just hanging out, having a grand old time.
4: George so, yeah, great. That's dope, man. You that's cool. Have you ever have you ever seen Nick Gage lot wrestle? Never live?
3: no, never seen Nick Gage wrestle live. So yeah, you'll have a blast. Like that's why like I feel I have to stick around for Sundays. Like, yeah, I gotta watch Nick Gage. Like I, I have to. Can't can't cause I don't know if there's gonna be another opportunity to see Nick Gage live. So I'm there it just makes so much sense no, yeah it. i'm pumped
4: yeah it's kind of random that george south is getting a world title shot at... super random it's super random this match is happening well i know just like, because like effie like just be george south and gcw but like gcw there's I really know. no rhyme or reason it's like yeah. it's just you know put up put together the, the fun matches that the fans want to see right yeah, it's just do cool shit in north carolina that makes all the sense in the world like he's 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 the dude there yeah Yeah. i I mean george
3: south yeah he lost the fe he lost the the ultra violent rules match to jimmy lloyd like he's been losing he's gonna lose to nick gage but who cares just do the match have fun with it and that'll be it'll be great i'm excited i'm excited jonah sire says see you Gage? no thanks live hell no come on i'm not a deathmatch guy and i'll probably be very creeped out and like just cringe uh like ooh, that ain't for me Nick Cage is just his presence and his vibe. Like, I got to experience that one time. Just him him coming out and, you know, just giving the shout out to his motherfucking gang and shit. Like, I got to I got to Hopefully, Emil's there. Say so what up to Emil. Oh, it'll be fine. Jensen, your indie spotlight is Violence is Forever. Kevin Koo, Dominic Garini. It's the American Wolves. Eddie Edwards, Davey Richards. This was from Prestige Wrestling Roseland 4. It's available now on IWTV. People can go use the code Fight Talk. People can go check that out. Uh, this is a good match. And I love seeing the American Wolves in action. Like I'm really happy Davey's back and like he's been killing it. And I know like he wants he wants like a big tag run with Eddie as well. And they've been doing some stuff on the independent scene. I think they want to like continue, uh, continue to do more.
4: Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, I wanted to make this my my indie spotlight this week because I just want people to go watch the match. Um, I'm a big fan of Bounces Forever. I've been a fan of those guys for years. Oh, this is such bad timing because I have to leave in like two minutes. Um, Bye. <laughs> um, I, I, You bring it back on. I, I just have to like, I, I got I got to wrap this up real quick. Um, watch Bounces Forever versus um, the American Wolves on uh, IWTV. Check it out um kevin Koo is a guy who he's he's behind the scenes running southern underground pro out of nashville him and greenie have been the best independent wrestling tag team in the world for years in my opinion and right now they're really 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 putting it all together everywhere and the american wolves are one of the best tag teams in like the history of wrestling in my opinion especially independent wrestling so check that out like that's a legitimate dream match for me show some love to kevin Koo and dominic green they've been traveling all over the world different countries all over the place and uh, I want you to check that match out. So I wanted to make sure to give a shout out to two and greeny versus the American wolves, prestige wrestling, Roseland for check it out on an wrestling.tv. If Sean's still here, now you can bring him back in just because I, I, I wanted to make sure to get that in there before, uh, before I had to leave. Sean's not here. I I did message him uh, to tell him to come back on because I'm yes. going to ask him
3: on air, get the checkbook out so we can get MJF uh, get on him. the show.
4: Please, yeah. please get us MJF. Um, so... But yes, I do have to go check in for work. Um, thank you very much for watching, everybody. Enjoy the interview with Phil Lindsay. It's a good one. Um, we talked about oh. a whole bunch of stuff. Um, fun interview, Phil Yes. Lindsay. Follow
3: Stephen Jensen at fight talk underscore on Twitter. Go to IWTV, use the code fight talk Jensen. Appreciate it as always. Enjoy the shoot job, have fun there. And I'll talk, yes. To you.
4: Fightful Slight, we get our podcast every Sunday, com. Go subscribe, only five dollars a month. You get a lot of good content over there. So Check it out, and I hope you guys have a great day. And Sean, I hope you come back on the show. I'd love to talk to you. He's but a coward. Un- unfor- unfortunately, I have to go work for the next nine hours. Um, and doing something that I don't really want to do. Um, Sean. But- Sean Rousseff is a coward. He's not going to come. There oh, he is. What? Hey, Sean. <laughs> hey, Sean. Are, man. Hey guys. Just wanted, just wanted to say what's up real quick. I, I got to literally go clock in for my real job here in a second. But, what uh, real job? Oh, dude. You know, I'd be, I'd be on the phones nine hours a day helping people with- You should sell drugs service. instead. Hey, <laughs> I- <laughs> Yeah, that's <true. laughs> but, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but anyways, so it's good to see y'all and uh, you guys have a good, uh, good Thursday.
3: Yeah, you too. Right. Sean, how yep. much you're Steven Jensen- how much money does an MJF interview cost cuz I know he charges. Can we open up the checkbook? He mentioned the spotlight like 15 times on his on his promo last night. I feel it's yeah. only right that he comes on this show.
0: Yeah, that ain't gonna happen. Um <laughs> I can't get AEW talent in general. Like I can I just can't I can't get that. I I'm, I'm trying to get him approved for WrestleCade though, so we'll we'll see. Damn. We y'all got this thing just sitting around here still.
3: There's a bunch of stuff that I have no idea why it's on here.
0: I'm deleting some of it. How about that? That's good fine. God. Yeah, this I, overbooked I one. There, there's videos of Caden. Well, that's getting deleted right now.
3: <laughs> a bunch of just nonsense. Don't. There's a bunch that say don't delete. Please don't delete them or Rob's going to yell at you. Who, Rob Wilkins? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to upset him. I like Rob. Yeah, Rob's actually good people. So what am I really...
0: doing here? Why'd you ask me to come back?
3: Oh, so see how much we could pay MJF to get on this show.
0: Oh, that's it.
3: Yeah, I tweeted at him. Me shit, he I assume he'll like respond to the tweet and bury you or bury me. So,
0: oh, he'll call you poor if I put it on his radar for sure.
3: Yeah, that's. You should fine. pay
0: for the check mark, then he'll see it.
3: <laughs> that's true. That's true. I, I've told you the story where I uh, at Full Gear 2019, where I asked him to do an interview, and he's like, "Well, how much are you paying?" And I was like, "Well, Sean Rossaf is cheap and doesn't pay anything." So I didn't get the interview at Full Gear 2019. Is
0: that a legit story? Yeah, that's a legit story. I've never that's where... paid him for, a story, for an interview.
3: <laughs> that's where uh, I was in the balcony. I was like looking down at him and I took a photo. He's like looking up at me, like giving me a death stare. And I'm like, don't tweet it. And I tweeted the photo. I was like, don't tag MJF. And you tagged MJF. <laughs> the thing that happened at Full Gear.
0: Oh, yeah. I do kind of remember that. <laughs> My God. Or it
3: was 2018. What, 2018?
0: It was, no, 2018 AEW didn't exist.
3: I man years are years just run together around
0: it, here. here here's the easy answer it was 2019 because nothing happened in 2020
3: yeah that i was trying to think i was like it was before the pandemic but then i was just I'm bad.
0: yeah because you went to you went to full gear that year and you got a bunch of interviews i didn't go there yeah. because i wasn't convinced that we'd be able to get interviews and i thought that all the, the wcw people at that star cast would be carny fucks <laughs> and try to charge me for interviews yeah. <laughs> Instead of guys like Crowbar who look at you and they're like, yeah, you know, it's probably good if I get in front of like 10,000 people on Fightful Select immediately. So,
3: yeah, yeah. I did the, the greatest work of my career. I peaked when I asked everybody about Soul Train Jones. I've that never done good. anything, never done anything that good.
0: Since. I remember I was like, how can I make sense of this? How can <laughs> I do something? And we, we I ended up doing a little video. It's still up yeah.
3: right now, guys. You all should check that out the peak of my career it's all been all downhill since then i don't know why yeah
0: arguably but i'm gonna say yeah i'm gonna say you're right there i mean
3: i i fully admit that so that's fine what do you think the peak of my career has been probably yelling at me on sunday you seem to enjoy that that was
0: fun that was good that was just this past sunday damn it feels like a lifetime ago it does it does what would what was the peak of your career hmm Probably CM Punk uh, and A Steel fighting somebody because that got us over 11,000 <laughs> subscriptions. Now we're in the 8,000s. And like, I was bummed about it. Like, I was like, damn, that sucks. I'd love to be over 10,000 forever. But obviously, we ain't hurting. We're doing good. Writers are getting raises. That's nice. But uh, I need
3: somebody to bite somebody else. <laughs> So at WrestleCade. I was saying, do you think we could just like start some drama at WrestleCade? Well, like plant feel, some rumors and stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean I would advise getting in somebody's face and yelling at them for being a bigot, but I mean, <laughs> there are people that will defend that too. Uh, but I think if we just beat up Caden,
3: I mean, that's happening. Like that's that's going to happen.
0: What to do, okay, let's ask the audience what double team move should we be doing to people at WrestleCade?
3: You say 3D, I say heart attack. Okay. That's yeah. a good one too. I think the heart attack is better. Uh the, the wife has chimed in and said the peak of your career was getting hit in the dick by Denise Salcedo.
0: Well, that's not true whatsoever.
3: <laughs> the was up. Kai says the was up. Oh well. no,
0: I ain't headbutting nobody in the ball. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe it'd be you because No, you, you, the, you just basically volunteered yourself.
3: You do the psychosis leg drop. That's true. I'll do the psycho slug drop uh, to people's balls.
0: And like, I've got a, I got a pretty decent vertical leap, but with the was up headbutt, you're just kind of falling. So I don't want to, I just rather hold the legs. Yeah.
3: yeah. I only go into one groin. I'm not going into anybody else's.
0: Should we, I mean, maybe we could be the ones that bite people and then we could break all the news. We'll have a monopoly on all the news about biting people. Yeah. That seems like a winner to me. Double choke slam. I mean, listen, I don't trust these plebs to take bumps. I don't trust oh, them.
3: The cravat super kick is good. I've been doing a lot of pump kicks. You, you, you're you known for the cravat. So if you just yeah, like cravat them, cravat. I'll just like, pump kick them right in the face. I like that's I a good once, combo. was once known for a
0: good super kick too, back, back in my day. But I love a good cravat. I can pin people from a cravat, I can submit them from it, can do a lot of stuff from it. It's a very versatile move. You can drop yeah. him into a cutter. You can leg sweep them like Lash LaRue used to do back in the day. The Whiplash Two K, he called it. Revolutionary, that guy. Lash LaRue was great. He was good. Very underrated. Very yeah. underrated. He uh, does he, like he does caricature art. I think now.
3: Good for him. Yeah. Him and, him and Bret Hart should have a rival company.
0: Hey, I'm going to interview uh, Sammy Callahan and Jessica Havoc today. Is, Louisville.
3: Is Cal- Oh, that'll be fun and that Thank shows what next week next yeah week yeah so i gotta
0: gotta rush those interviews out next week i know people are like rush for me yeah that's rushing um <laughs> i mean you guys are gonna see stuff next october that i get at wrestlecade this month yeah i, I stretched <laughs> Eva lease out until june from wrestlecade and during the pandemic and fortunately because i needed that but I got like thirty people on a list that I'm hoping to interview.
3: Wrestlecade will be fun. I'm gonna do nothing. I'm gonna stand around, just hang out. Just you staying, the free at, you staying at you staying at four twenty High Street? Of course, of course. I think I'm, I'm staying. What? Oh, you upgrading? Yeah. We're broke bitches. You you you're way <laughs> up here now. Got that contract, and you're like, ah, fuck you, pores. <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
0: Wow. Listen, my wow. favorite thing, like this, will, this will be share Delaware's first the first uh wrestlecade yeah she's coming so she goes oh where are you all staying and i was like the answer is always 420 high street if it isn't 420 high street for those of you who don't know 420 high street is the actual address of a hotel that a lot of people stay at and it's it's not great it's not terrible like i've i've had much worse it's fine but i never tell people well i just told people now but i never tell people like what it is where it is but if you go there, you have to stay there the first time. Otherwise, you don't mean shit to me unless you've experienced this rite of passage. She goes, what is 420 High Street? And I said, it's a goddamn rite of passage. And then she messages me back three minutes later, and she goes, Cass told me it's just that shithole you guys stay in. <laughs>
3: you guys are too fancy now. Can't, uh oh. oh.
0: Buddy, your Ricky Morton situation was my favorite WrestleCade story of all time, though.
3: I'm going to fight him this year. I think I'm going to just fight Ricky Morton. You that's that's going to be the job. I'm going to bite Ricky Morton at WrestleCade. That's what's Do you guys
0: happen. know this story? Listen, I'm not Steven Jensen, but this is getting clipped and put on scraps right now. <laughs> this is what's happening. So last year, I'm at WrestleCade. Uh, my wife went with me last year. Uh, she runs camera for me, does a lot of that. And Ricky Morton's walking right towards me. And I'm like, well, who is he after? Is he going to go talk to Eva Lee? She was next to me. What's going on? Like, why? He's he's Jesus in North Carolina. Like, legitimately, any of those toothless gummy women that were there, he could say, you're mine, lady. And she's like, yeah. And most of the dudes, too. Like, he's, he's Jesus Christ in North Carolina, much less Winston-Salem. And he walks up to me, and he shakes my hand, and he goes, Brother, I'm begging you to read your messages on Twitter. I was like, what, me? Me? He's like, yeah, I've been messaging you like crazy. I opened up the message. He was trying to get tryouts for his son. Like, I ain't the guy. QT Marshall's right across the room. What are you doing? So I do the polite thing. And I'm like, hey, Ricky, this is Jeremy. He writes all of our headlines and our articles. And he shook Jeremy's hand and he goes, brother,
3: nobody gives a fuck. (coughs) It's a true story just buried <laughs> it was a, me it, it was an honor it was an honor to get buried by ricky morton complete honor i'm gonna bite him this year though and you can write about that hell yeah, yeah you,
0: you should pitch yourself as uh the new rock and roll express member say oh, forget you your can. son forget carrie i'm here i got dark hair <laughs> it won't be the new rock and roll express it'll be the slightly used rock and roll express but whatever
3: one time only rock and roll express you can do it. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. The, 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 uh, the thrift store rock and roll express. i go with that. I'm gonna I'm gonna fight uh Ricky Morton. I know Cass knows Ricky Morton as well. Cass knows everybody. Cass knows everybody. Um, listen to this <laughs> bullshit.
0: <laughs> Cassidy Haynes, listen guys, he knows everybody and it's a running joke that he knows everybody. But I posted a wedding picture from Jeremy's wedding and a girl I've known for 15 years who uh, not a, not a negative thing. Hasn't left our small town, Maysville, where we grew up. Never left ever. She messages me and she's like, "Who's this guy with the long hair standing behind you?" And I was like, "This girl, I ain't never been anywhere but the beach. You know, you know those those family vacations to Myrtle Beach." And I was like, "It's Cassidy Haynes. You don't know him?" And she's like, "Yeah, I do. His friend is my great aunt's long lost son." And I said, "Ha!" <laughs> What? I was like, I think you have him confused. And she goes, no, no, no. He's from North Carolina.
3: And I was like... You don't forget Cassidy Haynes. Exactly. You know Cassidy Haynes, and you don't forget Cassidy Haynes. This is
0: like six years ago. How do you remember him? And I, I mean this legitimately. <laughs> like, she lives like 45 minutes an hour, and like we'll always be like, come up, have dinner with us. She's like, ah, oh, I can't. My dog... I got to watch my dog like, damn, but she knows Cassidy. How in the hell does this happen? How does this happen? One day I'll tell you guys the story about how me and Cass used to hate each other. And we revealed our, one of our sources to each other (laughs) and became friends forever after that. That was a good one. We used to cuss at each other in the DMS a lot just because he was friends with shitty people. Then he was like, eh, you know what? These guys are kind of cooler. Fuck them.
3: (laughs) I love it. Cass is the best. He was on the he's, show he's last the week. Best. Just, just telling stories how he was drinking in the ring with Sandman and shit. Listen, like... if you go somewhere with Cass, expect to come across
0: an expended shell casing. It's going to happen. <laughs> You're going to come across a crime scene. That's the nature of it. So listen, if I go out, at least I know that I'm going to go out at Wrestlecade and it's, I'm going to die there and I'll have 30 interviews in the can. Uh, Jeremy knows where to find like six thousand words of hidden away scoops yes. that we can slow release. My family will be taken care of with the select money. We're all
3: right. You're, you're like you're like all the rappers that you know, <laughs> Got record a all this track. stuff, yeah, <laughs> releasing stuff after they're dead. I
0: finally put one out the other day, the Scarlet uh, Damien Priest one. Yeah. I wrote this story in '94. <laughs> That's how I felt. <laughs> It was a pre-pandemic scoop, but I was like... I got to release Fucking it
3: sometime. The, the MLW of wrestling news just posted shit yeah. from two years ago, acting like it's new.
0: I love it. I love it. Somebody, somebody sent me a Q&A question. They said, what's up with Scarlett working the Battle Riot show? <laughs> I was like, that was in a pre-going-off-on-Billy-Batty world. <laughs> what are you talking
3: about? I I wrote this scoop a, a long time, time ago. ago. A really long time ago.
0: And Patreon makes my uh, messages skip. They, uh <laughs> leave leave words off all the time. They gotta stop hitting the table.
3: <laughs> all right, Sean. <sighs> thanks for thanks for coming on and just telling stories, pal. Uh we're gonna yeah, run our course. interview with that's what Phil Lindsay. We yes, that's what we do. Phil Lindsay was in the creator spotlight. He talked about how everyone hates him on Twitter. Do you hate Phil Lindsay? No, I love Phil Lindsay. He's great. I mean, did he
0: cause me to be in the deepest depression of my life at one point? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) It's his fault. He led me to being depressed. A chain of events, a domino effect, because we had him on a show. Certainly made me want to kill myself for a little bit. I don't know. But he's a great guy.
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's gonna sound horrible. That's gonna sound horrible for people. And, and I'm gonna say people who don't know what we're talking about. Literally, like no one knows what we're talking about. Outside Nobody. Of me. Well, maybe like, like
0: ten people now. Yeah.
3: Like I get it. That's partially I'm my good fault now because I'm good I, I, now. S- that's partially my fault. I suggested Phil. It's like, hey, what if we have Phil on this show? And then that was a bad idea. Uh. So. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Phil. Appreciate we love you, it. buddy. <laughs> uh phil Lindsay was on the creator spotlight everybody let me get that to go away that's a nice shirt what kind of what kind of shirt is that mine yeah it's a thing called fat boy fight
0: they hit me up on instagram they said pick out a few of our shirts wear them every once in a while and i liked them i actually yes. liked them a lot uh they're supporting more our terrible baseball
3: team oh supporting. yeah oh not great my god all right everybody Hey, enjoy our interview with Phil Lindsay as we talk about his feature writing at Bleacher Report Complex, talk about Graphsody and we talk about the hate for some reason he receives on Twitter. Welcome back, everyone, to the Creator Spotlight here on the Spotlight. I'm still Jeremy Lambert. That's still Steven Jensen. And below us, a man you know here from Fightful.com. You can catch him every single Saturday, almost every single Saturday, except when WWE is accepting their, their money from the, the Prince and the Blood otherwise every single Saturday <laughs> at noon Eastern on City, it's Phil Lindsay and on Bleacher report Phil how you doing buddy I'm good how are you guys good cool. we, we tried to I, I talked to Will and Reg last week and I thought City should have been on Peacock and the, the the other show should have just been just put that on YouTube or something you guys shouldn't have been booked that was bumped that was a travesty that you guys had to move days for that show
1: absolute travesty yeah, this is uh twice this year. We've had to move for WWE because they decided, Hey, we're going to just throw a pay-per-view on a Saturday afternoon. Terrible. Then you got yourself in trouble, Phil. Let's start with this. Usually I start with like,
3: how'd you get into wrestling media and stuff? I'm going to start with the, this quick backstory of, I told you a long time ago. Do not, do not get too many followers on Twitter. Just don't do it. It's, it's nothing, nothing good comes out of it and Phil, you do you do too good of work. You do too good of work. You got too many followers. And now you just tweet simple things and you get yourself in
1: trouble. What are you doing? What are you doing? Phil? Uh, it's amusing. Sometimes to me, sometimes I tweet stuff that is clearly to pop me, pop myself. Um, I do that quite often. Um, (laughs) like, like sometimes I'll just post something like simply a GIF. Nobody knows what it's about. Nobody understands the context of it, but I do, and I'll laugh at it. Um, or I'll tweet, like, you know, two sentences. One of the funniest things I've ever done that somebody got mad at, by the way, is um, for about, I want to say, three days in a row, um, I was posting, we don't have to do this, guys. It was just, we don't have to do this, guys. That was the entirety of the tweet. It, it There was no context to it, just we don't have to do this, guys. And I did it. I want to say three days in a row and it took, it took that amount of days for somebody to finally see it and get mad at it. <laughs> so what did they say? Like how, like, what were they, what were they mad about? Okay. So the context of this is, uh, it, it, what, what started me doing it is I would get on and I would see people arguing about something wrestling related, you know, sure. wrestling Twitter. And yeah. I'd be like, I just would tweet, we don't have to do this guys. And so um, the third day that I, tweeted this on was the day that the Swole stuff was happening and Um, somebody took this to go, we do have to do this. And if you don't see anything wrong with what Tony Khan said, I was just like, that it was a funny (laughs) joke. (laughs) You were just, you
3: were, yeah, you were just doing a a morning thing of just just, a general, we don't have to do this, a general, we
1: don't have to do this. It was just a bit. And I, and I think (laughs) what happens a lot is it's usually people that don't follow me or yeah. they don't really understand how I tweet and so they'll just see one tweet and they'll be just they'll just blow up at it just like the the recent fiasco of this <laughs> this weekend of uh yeah that was a really weird tweet for people to find there was no hashtag on it there was no context to it or anything it was just like yeah it's, it's given overbooked three words I told you I told you that tweet popped me because it- I, when i read
3: like it's giving overbooked when i read like it's giving i'm thinking like oh it, it's gi- it gives it to you all the time like it's serving a look a lot of rupaul drag race uh over here in this household so like that's how i'm reading it's like it's serving you overbooked you know overbook.com, go over there subscribe like that's how i'm i'm reading it so like it popped me and then i saw all the like replies to it. i was like why are they mad at this what is what is, what is, what is up with people yeah, this, what, this what turned into
1: on? This is into, Will you please shut up? All this cursing get <laughs> me. AW show Phil is 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 trashing a WWE show that at that point I hadn't watched all the way through. By the way, um, which is it, which is a funny story in itself. I don't like really getting into the personal life stuff, but I was having a really tough day personally, um, and so I just tweeted a joke, and I, I that's how I saw it was. It wasn't. Like I had the pay-per-view on, I, I wasn't watching it with my full attention, but I was just looking at all this stuff, like all the spectacle, there's all this pyro going off. Everybody that comes out that interferes has an entrance. <laughs> like, it's just like, <laughs> this is like the most overblown, over extravagant thing ever. And not to say that in a bad way, it wasn't a criticism of the show or the match. I was like, this is, this is a lot. <laughs> like, um. so yeah, I just thought this was a pretty innocuous tweet and That turned into, oh, my God, will you please shut up? So here's the other thing with me that I've also realized. Um, Twitter is like the surface level of Internet interaction. Underneath that is a network of group chats. Everybody is in a group chat. Everybody is in a Discord or something. And so there are discords of people that have their stance on whatever is going on on Twitter or They're in a group chat with other people that may or may not like certain people and every time a tweet pops up that they see of this person they put it in their group chat and they discuss it jump on this immediately and go this guy's tweeting again let's go let's 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 ride on this guy and it's like (laughs) i don't know this was a pretty this is a pretty nothing burger tweet to, to ride on me for. And I've I've seen worse things. I've I've tweeted dumber things than that. <laughs> and and, I've learned. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, I just think that people have this perception of me at this point. A because I tweet very positively about AEW. I, I've made it no secret that I prefer AEW to WWE. That's not to say that WWE is bad it has its moments when it's not good. And if it's not good, I will say it's not good. Uh, But I think people have just decided because A, I work at Bleacher Report and I've been very positive about AEW that um, I only trash WWE, which is also funny because I think if you follow me, you would know that's not true. But again, I think this is people that don't follow me.
3: I've learned that there is a say deeper side of, of twitter and everything kind of through your tweets when i see people just like mad at you over your your nothing tweets uh, you know i think they're nothing because you very similar to me very similar to reg we're just like popping ourselves on twitter and just like laughing like ah, take this however you want but then i see like people get like legit mad at you and i see your responses to them and i'm like how are they finding this what are they doing with this and i think nothing of it and i see it with sean all the time too It's like why why are they going out of their way to search for this stuff and to find this stuff and respond to this stuff I don't understand it I I don't understand it I'll never understand it yeah, I know you fairly well uh, at least through these types of circles and I read your tweets I think they're funny I'm like who who's actually mad at this but then I learned that Pretty yes cool. like you said there are group chats and like underbelly of Twitter who are I don't know if this happened to, to me to you Jensen to anybody listening to this Your tweets are just being passed around in group chats. Like, oh, look at this idiot," And everybody's just actually mad
1: at you. I I have, I have now collected a list of all the circles that do this. Um, (laughs) I will not, I will not give these circles, uh, attention on this, on this podcast, but I've now collected a list of the circles that do this. Some of them are just trolls. Um, but no, it's, it's some people that just legitimately don't like me. And I get that look. I'm not going to like everybody. I don't really care about that. I don't really care if people don't like me. I just don't like when people make up things that that are just not true. Um, And people do that quite often with me. They just try and make up things that are just not true. Like with that, just to try and make up that I'm just bashing the pay-per-view. Listen, I don't care enough (laughs) about this Saudi pay-per-view to make that a big deal. And I mean, even if I didn't like the pay-per-view, who cares? Who cares? it Who just cares? it's not that big of a thing i just and the people that do it funny enough that are like oh well you hate everything wwe you can look at their tweets about AEW and they're worse um <laughs> one of the guys i kid you not one of the guys that got mad at that tweet um if you go and look it up um their quote tweet to me was you know i can't say the word that they said on here that was <laughs> <laughs> what i was called um but they told me to shut up and right above that tweet they said uh they retweeted a the guy saying um logan paul is better than everybody on the AEW roster and i was like but my tweet was that bad that you had to tell me to shut up but you retweeted that cheat tweet above it come on sir <laughs> come on come on like I, I know what this is about this is you're a super wwe fan and Your circle is people that are super pro WWE and also people that don't like me because I appear to be super pro AEW.
4: Well, the crazy thing is like, and I've, I've kind of learned to battle this way. Just personally, I, I I try to, I try like to kill them with kindness approach the most that I, the most that I can. But then after that, I just ignore people like that's just kind of my style. But the thing that a lot of those people I feel like just don't fully understand is we were all that WWE fan. Like we were, we were, we were these people, but then like something changed at some point And like, we, we started liking other wrestling or whatever. And we just, our probably might prioritize certain companies over others, maybe a little bit, but that's just personal preference. Every single wrestling fan is going to have wrestlers they like, wrestlers they don't like, rest, better better booking decisions in their own minds than what they're seeing on television or, or trying to rub it in someone's face that they came. Oh, I knew that was going to happen. So I'm going to you know, not shut up about, I told you all for months, this was going to happen. And it happened. Like, but at the end of the day, like it's amazing they get so mad over this kind of stuff because we like I'll tell people like that all day, listen, I love the WWE. I get it. Like I used to, you know, we all did, but it's okay to like other stuff too. And if you prefer AEW over WWE, you're a all- lot you're allowed to. Just like you're allowed to prefer WWE over AEW. It doesn't, you know, it's all it's it's all good at the end of the day. Like if you're a res- wrestling fan, should get along with all other wrestling fans at the end of the day, because like we're wrestling fans. You know what I mean? Like, it's amazing that like it's as divided as it is when it comes to that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, I think that I'm also in a uh, precarious situation because (laughs) I am, you know, considered media. And I think that people consider me a person that is trying to build narratives for one company and create narratives to knock down another company um when that is just simply not true i've made it very known i say all the time hey don't support these companies support wrestlers you like it doesn't matter where they're at support the wrestlers you like um i don't know but again these are people that don't really listen to me regularly or really follow me they just look for tweets to dunk on that's it
4: that's true and hey
1: the perfect example of that i
4: haven't been in the wwe for a long time i'm wearing a WWE branded Cody Rhodes hoodie because I support (laughs) Cody Rhodes I'm a fan you know it doesn't matter like I'm gonna support the dude you know just saying so just to your point like be be a fan be a fan of these wrestlers and where they are where they're at if your favorite WWE wrestler leaves the WWE and they wind up on the indie circuit go support those independent companies and go go buy their t-shirt and support support the person
1: yeah I don't know I just think people really need to chill out with certain things but i also realized that certain people have made it a vendetta with me and yeah that's fine i just don't you know know what that really does for you <laughs> well i think you're also going to get a lot of haters just in
4: general because of how successful grapsody is and stuff you know what i mean like there's just going to be a certain pocket of fans that are just going to disagree with everything you say because they think that they they, that they should be you doing it in front of a lot of people and how ha- you know having their opinions out there and stuff so there's also just like a level of success. I feel like people reach that. Like you're just bound to get a certain amount of haters no matter what. I have
1: to be very political with my answer to that because <laughs> um, this isn't paywall, I kn- Phil. I know I know specific people that feel that way about me, and I know a specific person that has been hating on me for about three years. Um, mm. Like before City even existed. Um, it's weird. I don't know. It's weird.
3: That's a long time to hold a very petty
1: reason to to
3: dislike somebody and like i always say like i i think there can be a level of jealousy of like oh man i wish i did that type of thing uh because like i'm not i'm not gonna lie to anybody sometimes i i feel that it's not even like i'm jealous this person did it i'm just jealous of like uh I'll use a Will Smith reference. He he did the song, I wish i made that. Like sometimes I'm jealous of like, man, that's really good. I wish I had thought of that. Like, that's really creative. I wish I had thought of that. Then it's just like, well, you have this platform to kind of do whatever you want. Just go out and kind of do this stuff. Like, you know, I get it. Some people may not have like big platform and stuff but we've all got platform through Twitter. Anybody can get a YouTube and everything. Like there's work to be done. And if you just do good, consistent work it just a lot of times stuff just starts finding you uh, and you got to knock yeah. on a few doors, but yeah, a lot of times stuff will just kind of start finding you. So it's not not necessarily like, Oh, I'm jealous. Like I deserve this opportunity. I de- deserve this opportunity, but yes, I will fully admit that. I'm like, Oh man, that's really good. Like I wish I was smart enough to actually come up
1: with that and do that. That's the type of jealousy I have towards people. Uh, let's, yeah. I'm going to, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. There's that. There, look, there's a lot of people making great content out here. Um, I try not to, you know, judge anybody's content, but I think sometimes people do things and I'm like, oh, how are they doing that? Or like people that are getting all the big WWE interviews. I have yet to get in that circle where I can make that connection. And sometimes I'm just like, man, come do our podcast, what's going on? And, but again, that's not me knocking anybody else that's getting those interviews. Um, I just think that, you know, it just hasn't happened. And sometimes that has nothing to do with how good your work is or, you know, anything else. Sometimes it's just a matter of who you know. Oh, I can't
3: stand Chris Mueller because he gets all the, all these big interviews that <laughs> I wish I got. Like, I just can't stand that guy. Let him know that next time at the bleacher report Chris, party that I assume you guys have party. like annually, like Chris Mueller, know that I can't stand him. Thank you. Chris, Chris uh,
1: Mueller is actually <laughs> instrumental to a lot of stuff that I've managed to do. I would not be a bleacher report without, without his recommendation. Uh, I don't know if people know oh. this, but we we wouldn't have gotten that Jade interview for Grapsity without really? him giving her the 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 wink to go. Hey, why don't you do my friend's podcast? That's how we got that interview. And funny enough, I know somebody that was mad at us about that interview <laughs> and and assumed reasons why we got that interview. That were just not true, but
3: uh, see, don't don't tell me Chris Mueller is still a nice guy. He's legitimately like the nicest dude, and I'm trying to get him to fight somebody, or I'm trying to get somebody to fight <laughs> him. Like, you know how I am. Idea. I'm trying to always pit people against each other, which I realize is is terrible. But Chris Mueller is
1: the nicest dude. I
3: can't stand him.
1: <laughs> no, he's great. Uh, he's he's done me a lot of solids. Uh, can't say enough good things about him. No, he's, he's fantastic.
3: Chris Chris is the best. Um, how did you get started overall in wrestling media, Phil?
1: Um, we have to get all the way back into, I think that was 20, <laughs> 2017, 2018. Um, yeah, how do I? This is another one I have to be diplomatic about. Why do I have so many enemies? Like. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> why do you have so many enemies, enemies man. i want to know this you are you're one of the nicest dudes that, that i know through this and like why do you have so many enemies
1: i don't know if i would i don't know if i would call myself nice though
3: <laughs> i have oh well where... you're nice
1: to me that's all i really give a shit about you know, um <laughs> uh yeah so 2018 i started writing at diva dirt um i would say probably other person that's instrumental in anything that I've had so far is Kristen Ashley because she gave me my first break um and so from there I wrote there for probably under a year help Kristen out with Bell to Bells and you know then I got some other other things here and there um stuff that I never thought I would get. Like, I mean, I started writing with uh, Daily DDT, I believe that was around 2010, 20, no, I'm sorry, not 2010, what am I talking about? Just 2019, I think, 2019, yep. Um, and it let, that led to a lot of stuff, that led to a lot of stuff that I didn't realize people read as much of my stuff from Daily DDT, and I got a lot of recommendations to do other things from there. Um, Which is interesting because uh, you talk to people that are like, ah, don't write for little to nothing or don't write for free. Um, And I feel like some of those some of the early stuff I was doing where I wasn't getting paid a ton, um, that led to me getting a lot of other work because people would read that stuff and go, hey, this is good. Why aren't you here? or. (laughs) <laughs> I could just I- admit that some of it is just dumb luck, but I think that um, there was a point where I was writing a ton, um, like at between Bell the Bells and Daily DDT, I was putting out a lot of content, and so I think it was just a matter of somebody saw it and was like, "Hey, would you be interested in doing this?" Uh, that's how I got the complex article. That's how you know, because somebody was saw my stuff at Daily DDT and was like, "Hey, would you be interested in doing this for us?" Um, and that was just kind of a one-off freelance thing. And the bleach Report thing came kind of the same way. Uh, so, yeah, just a matter of just kind of riding for a few years. Yeah. And well, that's, you know, Oh, sorry, go ahead, Jeremy. Oh, I was
3: just going to say, like, that's how I first sort of took notice of you. And I just saw that you, like, you just put in work on on those sites i just saw like every single day like every time i check it you were doing like 50 posts a day and like i had someone who just does news uh for a good chunk of my day i respect people that just have that work ethic and have that type of output i was like oh i i see phil he's out here just like working really hard and i think that's sort of how we we connected and i was like that yeah, want to start to Phil with the the double or nothing uh review a few years ago and yeah but that's how i first started noticing you is through those sites and just your overall work ethic and you're right is like, yeah, those, a lot of that stuff, you might not get paid a lot, might not get paid anything, but if you just like kind of continue to put in that work and you have the ability to do so, it can lead to bigger opportunities. I do want to talk about the complex article here in a second, but, uh, go ahead, Jensen.
4: And I was just going to kind of echo that as well. Like we've talked about that on the show, um, before too, with, uh, with some of our other guests about how important it is to be willing to, you know, do work for, for free or for less than what you think just For the opportunities potentially when they when they come up um i know i wrote for daily Det for for a little while as well and that was the same kind of thing for me where you just i had reference to stuff if if people said hey you want to write do you have anything you can show me i have something i can show you same with a podcast even if you're not getting paid or you know you don't think that like a lot of people are listening it was the same with me in the weekend or like four years ago sean needed some audio for fightful select and he was like Hey man, I've had you in mind. Like, can you just send me some audio of some of the stuff you've done, and I had some audio there, you know. And just like, "Yeah, this works." You know, it's just like, it, but it's you know, it's it's being there and being prepared for when the opportunity comes up and the timing's right, and you're you're ready to jump right in. And I want to hear about the the complex article as well. Um, and I want to also, of course, hear about how you linked up with uh with Will and Reg as well, because like obviously, what you guys are doing with Grapsy, I think, is is pretty fantastic. So. Um, if you want to talk about the, the complex article first so i'd love to hear about that
1: um so the complex article came uh years are all melting together um i feel like they it, came... it, it's
3: october or November 2020 i, I haven't pulled up i don't know when oh. it came together but that's when it got published November 2020
1: 2020 so um, at that time i had not left bell to bells but i kind of had my foot out the door because i was doing more than one thing um that was the year i started at a at a bleacher i had also started doing the editing and i had my own column at sports kita as well um and so yeah busy 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 time Uh, that was also like right when the wednesday night war started so i was also trying to cover two shows on the same night. It was a crazy time. Um, but um, yeah, I got a random uh, message out of, the, out of nowhere from editor at Complex and he was like, hey, we're, we're doing this article with AEW on diversity. Would you be interested in writing this? And I was like, never heard of this guy. Who is this guy? Is he, this, this a rip? What, what is this? And so, you know, of course I, I did my research and tried to, you know, learn as much about this guy and figure out like, is this real? And then I was like, yeah, sure, I'd be interested. And then that turned into, hey, hop on a Zoom call with me. And I said, okay, hop on a Zoom call. And I'm just sitting there the whole time, like, what am I doing in here? <laughs> how did I get invited in here? Um, yeah, sometimes I still don't know what to make of that. Um, but I understood after I talked to people about it, how I got it, because again, it was just people that uh either saw my work somewhere else and thought yeah this is this is the guy that we would want to drive the voice for this um but it was a, it was a really good experience i'm um, just being able to um pick all of the people that we interviewed pick all of the all of the people that we chose to focus the article around um to talk to the guy that did the art for it and to tell him you know these are the people that should be in the cover art and have input in that it was cool i hadn't done anything um that big up to that point yet. The, the complex article, I'll, I'll make sure to have the link
3: in the description. But yeah, that was one thing. I remember you you tweeted about it and like just how excited you were because I know you talked to like Scorpio Sky and Sheeta and Alarose Rose. And the art for that was like really fantastic too. I'm gonna make sure I put over uh, Benjamin Mara who who did the art for that. But that was like some really good cover art on the the graphics that they did the wrestlers um and like that i remember so i knew you'd written articles and stuff but this is like the first like big feature i remember you doing and i was like oh shit this is really really good so
1: i put that over yeah the the cool the coolest (laughs) thing about that is uh um again they they i talked to the editor about everybody i wanted to talk to and it was just basically like hey let me shoot my shot and see if i can get this interview probably i'm not going to get it and at the time I don't know if people remember this. At the time, I tweeted something like, hey, A.W., let me interview Hikaru Shida. Like, let me get this interview. <laughs> and so that was one of the names I threw on the list. And I was like, I'm not going to get that. And so at the very last minute, I feel like he came back to me with everybody else that uh, I could interview. I had already set up dates with everybody. And, and he was like, uh I think we can get Sheeta for you and i was like nah <laughs> <laughs> nah And he was like yeah i think we got this i said and that was one of those uh again i i was tweeting stuff a lot to pop myself and there were a lot of excited <laughs> tweets like a lot of gifs just, just excited tweets of getting to interview her and nobody knew what i was talking about and i was like this is this is crazy like i and again i i brought up the tweet later to say like yeah i kind of manifested this. I kind of put this in the air of, I want to interview Sheeta and it actually happened. Um, And weirdly enough, that's kind of like how Will took notice of me, because Will was like, how did you do this? (laughs) 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 Um, But it was was a great experience. But of course, as usual, that came with its negatives as well, because that came with people that have uh, taken that article as me, whatever, working for AW or whatever they want to call it, shilling or whatever else. Um no, I don't I don't think some people realize how people make money as a freelance writer. Yeah. Um and that's whatever, but again that's just one of those things where for every good thing you do there will be someone somewhere that tries to make it into a negative.
3: Yeah, hundred percent. Um talk to us about
1: grapsody and how all that came about. Uh Rhapsody came about in kind of steps. So um, me and Will did the post show for, I think that was, was not Dublin or nothing? Was it Revolution where they had the exploding barbed wire match? Yeah. Yeah. was Revolution. We did the post show for Revolution and we had talked before that, but that was the first time we recorded anything. And that was back when he was still on RBR um and afterwards uh we talked for a long time uh, and it was just kind of like um i had all these kind of like i don't want to say grievances but just all of these things as being a a black podcaster um which i could roughly call myself a podcaster at that time i was a guest on a lot of podcasts but i have my own podcast Uh, but just all these grievances about being a black podcaster uh, being black in this media space And there were a lot of things that he agreed with. There were a lot of things that we uh, found common ground on, whether that be, you know, certain complaints I had, you know, certain things being a Swerve fan, and then finding out like he's related to Swerve and all these other things. And um, I was just like, yeah, uh," at the time, me and Reg, which we've been friends longer, me and Reg's friendship goes back years. Like, um, I guess I should. Also put that part in there before the Will stuff is that, um, Reg is one of the few people that before before Bleacher before anything was sharing all of my articles and I used to tell him all the time like it's cool I, I appreciate you man and so you know I've always supported him he's always supported me from a very early point so we've been friends for a while we and we. <laughs> before our group chat existed with the three of us in it, uh, <laughs> me and Reg would DM each other joking about stuff that we see on the timeline all the time. Um, and so we've always kind of had that rapport. Uh, and so when I talked to Will that night, I said, hey, sometimes me and Reg do do podcasts on his YouTube channel, you should come through. And he was like, yeah, I like that. And I said, okay. Uh, Fast forward, he did uh, start doing a uh Saturday show. He's doing, thing, what is it? uh wrestling with the weekend or, whatever it's called. Um, and I was on the episode right after Last Dance. Um, people might not know this, but I bought my ticket to Last Dance from Will, um, <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, we we talked about uh we talked about the show, and we did like a loose review of the show the day after Last Dance and um, certain individual happened to pop up in our chat uh, that we thought was a joke at the time. Uh, Tony K. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's nah, just somebody with like a similar name. Um, and so after that, we got a lot of attention for that episode. And then after that, he did the episode with, with Reg and he was like hey this was a lot of fun we should do this again and reg said yeah we should do it with phil though and that was kind of the light bulb moment of hey <laughs> we, we co- we've constantly kept saying like we should do something together up to this point and it's just kind of like hey let's do this then let's make this official and so uh he pitched it to me one afternoon and i told him i said hey that sounds great i will not do this without reg though and he said all right well if, if reg is in let's do this and so Reg ended up in uh everything kind of happened fast after that it was like he pitched it to fightful um that happened next thing I know we had a logo um and I think in the midst of us figuring out we had a logo reg had recorded what would become the theme song um, yeah it just all kind of happened fast I'm still sometimes um humbled by how fast it happened how fast our audience has grown uh it's kind of yeah it's kind of surreal for me
3: you guys do just fantastic work. And I remember when I found out about it, I may have been one of the first to know because Sean clues me in on a lot of stuff. And he like when the initial tease was kind of coming, I was like, What's this about? And Sean clued me in on everything. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like I may have actually messaged you of like, Oh, I know, I know what's going on here about what's to come. Um, but yeah, I was very excited for you guys and then like you guys have just killed it ever since and it's it's great to see despite my beef with reg that he wouldn't follow me for years that i've called him out on and will has talked to me about like him manifesting everything as well it's a very cool story it's a cool story how all that's came together and now you guys are going to media scrums together making cm punk cry getting (laughs) shout outs from from ftr
1: and everything (laughs) yeah yeah the 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 weird night um (laughs) <laughs> in Chicago, Um was in Chicago um, for Forbidden Door, and uh, Will was sitting in, in the front one, I was sitting behind him, so um, when Cash was like, yeah, grab you could see like me behind him like, wait, what? <laughs> 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 um, yeah, but uh, look, it's just really cool to make something cool with my friends. Um, I could get into a lot of the cool things we've gotten to do together. A lot of success we've had but i don't think that it would be the same if we weren't friends yeah Um, and i and i think that a lot of the joy i get out of this is is getting up on saturdays and and either goofing off or talking about wrestling with my friends
3: (laughs) tell me about paywall phil because i've i've heard the stories i've listened to the stories i've heard the stories from other people but from the man himself, who
1: is paywall, Phil? I don't know anything about what you're talking about. (laughs) Um, I, I have told many people to stop encouraging this. (laughs) I, I, I think this just started because I saw something, um, and anybody this is why i'm like i don't know if i would call myself a nice person i am very <laughs> reactionary at and i see i see a lot of stuff i see all at this point i see way too much stuff that i don't need to see and so um i was like yeah i cannot tweet what i think about that i cannot say what i think about that on graphsy because people will feel a way about it um, and so the very first episode of Ask Grahapsody, um, somebody asked me a question and I was like, oh, 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 can we talk about that here? Um, <laughs> and that's kind of how this has started. And yeah, I, I've, I've definitely said things at times where I was like, ah, man, I probably shouldn't have said that. Cause somebody's going to hear that and mm. yeah, but, oh, well, what okay, can you do? It.
4: Do you remember what that topic is that made you like that light bulb went off? You're like, oh, wait a second. I can say that here.
1: Yes.
3: Um, <laughs> it, this is not paywall, Jensen. He's not. Oh, gonna, so I can't give it for okay. Yeah. Let's pay
1: Five dollars a month, everybody. I, I, a month. I, I can tell you what it was, but <laughs> I won't give everything that I said. Uh it, it was uh it was a it was a period where people were doing the whole oh well, you know, AEW and their representation, but those same people were also tweeting weird things like, you know, triple h or cody with a kufi on their head and i was like what what are we doing man like yeah i don't know <laughs> i i don't really like it
3: <laughs> i don't like it sign up to fightful select you get the weekender with jensen and you get the grap sody q and a every other week with paywall Phil.
1: that's reason enough to sign uh, up yeah <laughs> I I really think people should stop encouraging me to do this. Well, um, we we finished the we finished the episode one week, and I I said something that a lot of people probably won't understand what it's a reference to, uh, but immediately afterwards I was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I will not
3: promote it anymore then because I respect you and I like you and I don't want to get you in any more trouble.
1: Uh, I don't it, want heat with you either. It, it doesn't matter. At this point, I will get in trouble regardless. It is in my <laughs> bio on Twitter that I am a troublemaker. It is it's 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 it's, it's now it's it's You're a mando. Phil
3: from Chicago. I just feel like that just comes with the territory. <laughs> it's,
1: it's mando at this point that I do something that is going to get under somebody's skin or something dumb that somebody is going to repeat later uh <laughs> it's yeah it's just gonna happen and i'm also the kind of person that i am very much in the moment <laughs> that i'll react <laughs> in a moment without thinking about it and i'll just go Dang, maybe i shouldn't have said that but hmm. you from what i've seen you've stayed out of trouble like i i don't know maybe mm. okay
3: i mean hey again you're nice to me so i think you're a nice
1: person <laughs> yeah most people that people think are nice is just based off of their dealings with them they don't yeah. see other things that they do elsewhere oh um, well,
3: just okay well don't do anything that makes me change my mind you
1: know? like <laughs> no, why you know? why I don't, I don't have an issue with you why would i have an issue with you um i don't know i assume everybody dislikes me so that, no, that's i don't know we <laughs> No, no, we, 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 we have, we have shared, (laughs) we have shared bonded grievances on other things. So we have, we have, (laughs) who, who are some of your like dream
3: interviews or maybe like a dream feature that that you would like to write. Um,
1: dream interviews. Uh, I mean, just because I think it would uh, pop me tremendously. And I don't think that either of the other people in City would be nearly as excited about it as Seth Rollins, of course. I That's think it so. would be yeah. the funniest interview ever, just because I think people know that I'm a Rollins guy, and they're both not. <laughs> I think <laughs> it would be a hilarious interview. Okay, um,
3: let's let let me let's let's talk about this for a second because you are a Rollins guy, and you're right about Seth Rollins. By the way, no one will tell you that you are right. You and my wife have just completely like all in on seth rollins from the very beginning and now people are turning the corner on him he's like the biggest baby face in WWE. take your victory lap phil you deserve this victory lap on seth rollins
1: no i i, I explained the character very on it's a very it's not that hard to understand what the character is and people just for whatever reason don't like the guy whether it's the osprey stuff whether he's a big company guy they've just decided they don't like him um, I'll never get, I was in the spaces at one point when I was doing tons of spaces, uh, had to had to retire that for reasons. Um, <laughs> uh, um, I was in the spaces and somebody was like, what is Seth Rollins character? And I sat and explained it and people essentially laughed me out of the room. Like that is not the character. Uh, I guess, I think my explanation was is that uh, Seth went away briefly when Becky first got pregnant and he went through like a midlife crisis. He's a guy that peaked very early in his his WWE career. He's accomplished more than most people early. And he got to a point where he's older now, he's a dad, and he doesn't know what is his state in WWE. He just went through his first time as the guy, as probably the biggest babyface in the company, and it failed, it failed in dramatic fashion. And I think that left him like, where, where do I go with this? Like, why do people hate me? And I think he was like, no, people don't hate me. I just have to give them what they want. They want me to turn heel, so I'm a heel now. Look guys, I'm doing heelish stuff. Um, oh, you don't like that stuff? Don't people think it's cool when you dress dress nice and use words like drip? I'm using drip, isn't this cool? Aren't my outlandish outfits cool? no you still don't like me didn't you guys like that laugh i used to do with architect i'll do that all the time don't you guys love me now i'll wear the glove too love me and it's like oh if that's not enough i'll put freaking in my name again just like that shirt you guys bought still don't love me how about my theme song you don't like my theme song it's great um and i I, I explained that and somebody was like that's not it i i said it is that's pretty much the character and so um i remember like Maybe a good two weeks after that, he did an interview and somebody asked him what the character was and he basically gave my answer, almost (laughs) word for word. And somebody (laughs) shared the article with me and they were like, holy shit. And I was like, I told you guys. (laughs) (laughs) And so I've watched this thing grow and grow and grow. I've watched people, At, at one point I said, man, as much, for as much success as Roman is having, Rollins is having better matches than him. He's getting more over. No, Rollins is having a better year than him. And people were like, you're wrong on this. And I said, all right. And I've been watching people come along more and more like, man, Rollins is killing it. I was like, I told you guys, (laughs) I don't know.
4: What, uh, what, what about Rollins made you such a big fan of his? Like, is it the, I know, obviously the in-ring you just mentioned, obviously he has great matches, but like, um, if, if for him to be like, one, one of, if like not your favorites, you know, in the WWE, why, why Seth Rollins for you?
1: Uh, I think Rollins is having great matches, but I think for the first time in his career, I think he's putting it together with the character stuff. I think this is the first time I've seen him do great matches and also do um, stuff that isn't just surface level character stuff. Because I think that was the last thing he was really missing. That makes sense. And he's, and he's he's a better promo than I think people give him credit for i agree i think he's a really 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 great
4: all-around performer and i think he's really uh he's killing it right now i was i was kind of confused because i had been watching WWE so rarely you know like the last couple of years but i've always watched the pay-per-views um so i had only seen him like lose it like over and over and i was like what's up with this like he's so good i didn't understand that like the cody stuff obviously i'm a big cody guy but i was like this is still kind of weird like Rollins is like he's just always losing but then it seems like he's kind of turned that around recently and the fans are like really, really behind him. So clearly it's whatever they've done has, has definitely worked. And, I um, I'm, and it's good that it has, cause it, 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 would suck for a guy that talented to peak that early in his run, if they didn't have a way of like rebounding him, you know what I mean?
1: Uh, the other thing I appreciate about appreciate about him is, uh, whether I agree with everything he says and does, he loves that company. Yeah. And I feel like he wants that company to succeed almost more than anybody. And I feel like he's been more selfless in trying to help that company succeed than most people on that roster. I said at one point that I think he's the best heel in the company because he's put more guys over and he's done more for other guys in that company to make them look like a bigger star. And I feel like he could very easily be like, no, I'm out for self. I want to be a top guy, but he hasn't. I feel like for the last year, he's done nothing but lose and help people get over i
3: will not say a bad word about seth rollins because what he attempted to do for me personally so seth rollins will always be good in my book and on television i think the man is, is fantastic absolutely fantastic uh yeah, nothing. I I would love to see you interview Seth Rollins with Will and and Reg just sitting there salty, just mad that they got to listen to his laugh. You and Seth are cackling, having a grand old time, and they <laughs> they are just they're so mad about it. That would be great.
1: Yeah, one my my real dream project is that I would love to get a translator and interview Joshi wrestlers. Because I don't think that people interview Joshi wrestlers in the States as much as they should. Um, I mean, I sh- I see outlets that do it, but I don't see big outlets doing it as much as they should. Um, and so there are a lot of like starting wrestlers that I would, like, I would love to interview. Um that's I mean, essentially how, you know, the the Sheeta dream interview came about. I mean, if if I had to pick anybody else that's like one of my favorite wrestlers, Asuka, and I'm like, come on, man, send send us Asuka, give us an Oscar. <laughs>
4: So if I were to ask like who are your favorite wrestlers in the world, is it is it Rollins, Sheeta and Oscar? Would those be like would that be your list?
1: Uh yeah, I would say Okada's probably on there as well. So uh, yeah. I mean, of course, like Brian. Like who doesn't like Of course, Brian, Brian of course. is the best wrestler in the world. <laughs> the goat. Good That's list. the goat right there. All right, Phil, we'll get you
3: out here on this last one. What is the coolest thing in your room?
1: But there's the coolest thing in that yeah. room. Uh huh. You can't choose yourself. You
4: gotta choose something in room. <laughs> I haven't had anybody choose themselves. I know, I know. I just thought of that actually.
1: I was like, I would be kind of good. Yeah, I have a ton of I have a ton of junk that I have it's not really junk, it's just a ton of stuff that I've collected over years that I have not hung up anywhere. Um I have a copy of the Power Rangers the movie poster somewhere with almost. The Ooze one? No, just the original movie poster with like oh, okay. all, all six members on the front. And I think it's signed by at least four of them. I think I'm only missing two. That's dope. Big Power You have Rangers to find it right here. Yeah. You have huh? to find it, Phil. I all
3: right. I, I just it? haven't hung it up. Okay. Where, Where's it at? You got to put it and you got to show it on
1: camera. I want to oh. show it. I had to get up and, and get it. Yeah. Oh. And that's what everybody yeah. everybody just leaves yeah, yeah. and gets up and they goes and get yeah. it. They go and me get and it. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know you wanted me to do like a whole show and tell. I just thought, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah want, it. Hold
3: on, Watch the product,
4: Phil. <laughs> I
1: love I that. <laughs> Everyone's always so
4: thrown off by that. Yes. When yeah, Phil care, comes dude. back, should, should I grab all my Power Rangers weapons and stuff? like for Phil Oh, They
3: probably pop. They they talk about Power Rangers all the time on, on Grab City. Yeah. I'm That's sure a, really I, big fan. I'm
4: I wish I could catch well. it more often. I'm always I'm always busy on Saturdays, usually around the time, but hey, I see the clips.
3: Here we go. There, I know Will's a big uh, Power Rangers fan. That's awesome. Gonna, well, there, there we I'm go. Yeah, that movie ruled.
1: Yeah, it's got yeah. Tommy there. It's got Aisha. Uh, Billy. And Jason David Frank. Okay, who's your favorite Wedge. Power Ranger? And Rocky. Yep. Favorite Power my Ranger? favorite Power Ranger? Uh, yeah. But, uh, Green Ranger. Yeah. Oh, Green like, see, awesome. these are
4: all the right answers. I love this. <laughs> see, we could we could do an entire. I could have done an entire interview of just Power Rangers with you, man. I love that kind of stuff.
3: We we'll have to do the spotlight and grab Power Ranger crossover episode one <laughs> one week.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I have uh, other stuff, but just as a. Power Rangers fan as a kid, and like just to have the movie poster and yeah. like oh, at the rules. time, the, the movie was super cool. And being completely freaked out by Ivanhoe's um, and yeah. in, in clown form that still disturbs me <laughs> to this day. It's one, it's one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen. I just don't like clowns like that. <laughs> ah, <laughs> uh, so we appreciate you joining us, man. Let everybody know where they can find you at. Uh, you can find my writing at uh. Bleacher Report, uh, sometimes Daily DDT as well. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is is above. Uh, if you don't want to follow me, you don't have to. Though. If you don't want to see me in these Twitter streets uh, with people attempting to drag me, <laughs> attempting to start fights with me. Don't have to. You can love me from afar. I understand. If you, <laughs> fo- if you follow Phil, don't yell at him. Don't be don't be
3: mean to him. Just enjoy his tweets enjoy that he's having a good time on twitter don't don't be mean to phil all right everybody you can also always watch grapsody youtube.com slash fightful every saturday at noon eastern phil will and reg phil again we appreciate it buddy uh enjoy the rest of your nights enjoy the rest of your day guys we'll be right back here on the spotlight that was the great, the great Phil Lindsay. We appreciate him joining the creator spotlight this week. Again, go, go check him out. Grapsody every Saturday at noon here, right here on this channel, youtube.com slash Fightful. Go follow him. Don't be mean to Phil. All right. Don't be mean to Phil Lindsay. Kai, uh, I believe that you are on you know, Rollins as well. Totally believe it. Thanks, Kai. Appreciate you, buddy. Uh, also, Biteful Select. That's a great name. And Graham says Sean and Phil on a Thursday. Hell yeah, yes! What a you can't get that anywhere else, but here on the spotlight, guys. We appreciate the support, appreciate the love. Uh let's see what I got. A bunch of stuff to plug with Day After Dynamite today, three o'clock Eastern. Will Washington with a guest. I'm sure I'll be doing my my usual run in on that show, causing. Chaos causing havoc out there on day after dynamite, and that's three o'clock Eastern right here on this channel. Check that out as will Reviews last night's episode of Dynamite. Uh head over to FIFA Fightful Overbooked, FIFO Overbooked.com. New content going up there. Uh, new episode of the Gauntlet is up right now. Just went live, I believe. Hopefully, as long as I scheduled it correctly, it's up live. Uh, I was joined by Adrian Hernandez of The Bet in Las Vegas. He does a lot of great wrestling interviews. Uh, and we talked about Brock Lesnar matches. Brock Lesnar, specifically Brock Lesnar matches since his 2012 return uh, when he kicked John Cena's stupid hat in one of the greatest moments in wrestling history. So we talked about Brock Lesnar matches over the past 10 years. Great chat with Adrian, very knowledgeable guy, uh, just reliving a lot of the, those fun matches and talking about Brock is like an all-time guy. So go check that out. It's an episode of The Gauntlet. Got a bunch of other stuff on FightfulOverBook.com. Uh, New Japan podcast was up as well. That went up yesterday. Um, what else has happened? Tim and Joel show tag talk. Go support tag talk before they're taken away from me. Called up to the main roster. Just poor. I'm gonna have to start booking some ladder matches, like like Maga Shawn Michaels, because uh, all my talent is getting taken. All my talents getting taken and called up to the main roster. Uh, so go check out the the latest episode of Tag Talk. Five Clover Book new shows daily over there, working on some even more new content for that site, working on some fun stuff. I'm hoping to put out some some good stuff at the the end of, uh, the, end of the year since everything else I do is terrible and has been terrible since the Soul Train Jones two years ago. Two years ago. Three? 2019. Three years ago. Jeez. Where's time gone, everybody? Where's time gone? Guys, thanks for joining us. I'm going to stop rambling here. Subscribe to FIFO Select. Go to FIFO.com. Don't follow me on Twitter. Follow Phil on Twitter. Don't be mean to Phil on Twitter. Follow Steven Jensen on Twitter at fight talk underscore. Bye everybody. Thank you. Love y'all. Bye.